93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Wednesday, September 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities were successful in ending a barricade situation safely, but there were tense moments when gunshots were heard. An unidentified man fired shots at police from inside the barricaded house. The incident began at 3 a.m. Wednesday on the 1900 blocks of 1900 block of Roberts Avenue in the Tioga Nice Town section of Philadelphia. Police responded to reports of an argument coming from inside the house. Police set up a command post and are still on the scene, but the barricade situation has ended. A 50-year-old man is in custody. A 41-year-old woman and her 2-year-old daughter walked out of the home safely at 5 a.m. The entire time, the girlfriend inside of the home had an open line with 911 uh, and was speaking with negotiators. Uh, She was pleading with the father of her child to peacefully walk outside to police, which in the end he did, and he was taken into custody. A mother has been charged with criminal homicide in the poisoning death of her 2-year-old boy in Tullytown, Bucks County. 42-year-old Jennifer Clary has been charged with one count of criminal homicide in connection with the death of her two-year-old son, Mazakeen Curtis. The uh, baby's body was found inside the home in the 500 block of Lovett Avenue just after 10.30 p.m. on Saturday, August 25th. According to court documents, Clary allegedly poisoned her son, putting Vicodin inside the boy's sippy cup, causing him to overdose. Oh, my God. Uh, Mazakeen's sippy cup was sent to a lab where tests revealed the presence of Vicodin on the sippy cup and in the contents of the sippy Cup. Authorities say an empty Vicodin prescription bottle was later found inside a closed lockbox in the home. Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub says they have researched uh, the baby's medical history and they could not find any prescription for Vicodin. They also said that it's very rare that somebody would prescribe Vicodin to a two-year-old boy. Yeah. Authorities said the gruesome discovery was made after responding to a welfare check. A neighbor requested the welfare check after experiencing Clary acting extremely out of character, she said. Authorities say that Jennifer was found inside the home with self-inflicted wounds to her wrist. Clary is now being held without bail at the Bucks County Prison. A total of 24 men have been arrested in a sting operation targeting alleged child predators in New Jersey. The state attorney general's office announced Tuesday as part of the Operation Open House, the suspects were lured through uh, social media to a home in Tom's River where they allegedly expected to find their victim home alone. Instead, they were arrested by waiting police. The attorney general made the announcement Tuesday morning. The attorney general said uh, when they showed up at our undercover house seeking to meet their intended victim for sex, they were arrested. The defendants are now charged with serious crimes and are either behind bars or subject to very stringent pretrial monitoring. Among those arrested were a firefighter, a nurse, and 47-year-old Richard Conti, a police sergeant of Howell Township. Wow. Conti claimed during his chats that he was a 19-year-old male, believing uh, believing that he was chatting with a 15-year-old girl. He allegedly said that he had had sex with underage girls and wanted to meet the girl to get naked. He had condoms in his pocket when he was arrested. So I have a life log, and they always give you updates if there are sexual oh, yeah, violators. Okay. They come oh, really? into the neighborhood. Yeah, uh-huh. you can go on and check. <laughs> it's something you don't want to check. It's I like, know. dear God. I know. I checked. Um, this was years ago when I lived uh, in my first house, and I checked, and there was one down the street, and I yeah, would always yeah. ride by and just kind of take yeah. a look, see if he, you know, what he looked right. like if he was outside. Conti has since turned in his weapon to the Howell Township Police Department. Police say the undercover officers clearly identified themselves as underage girls or boys while chatting with the defendants. And despite that information, the men allegedly engaged in conversation about sex and made arrangements to meet the children for sex. All 24 defendants are charged with second-degree luring and additional charges. In sports this morning... (laughs) 
Jorge Alfaro hit a go-ahead three-run home run in the sixth inning, and the Phillies rallied past the New York Mets 5-2. to two. They did it! They did it! They did it! The Phils overcame an wow. uneven outing from Ace Arenola, and their third win in 10 games moved them within five and a half games in the National League East Atlanta Braves, who lost 8-1 at St. Louis. The series wraps up, and game time is an hour earlier tonight uh, in set 605. Noah Syndergaard will go for the Mets, while Zach Eflin will start for the Phils. The Sixers have hired a former player, Elton Brand, as general manager. Brand beat out several more experienced candidates inside and outside the Sixers organization, according to sources. 39-year-old Brand was recently promoted to executive vice president of basketball operations after serving the past year as GM of the Sixers G League affiliate in Delaware. After retiring as a player in 2016, he spent two years in the organization before this elevation to oversee the front office. Jordan Matthews, who had the 11th most uh, catches in NFL history by a player in the first three seasons, worked out with the Eagles yesterday, six weeks after he was released by the Patriots. Matthews caught 225 passes for 2,673 yards and 19 touchdowns from 2014 to 2016 with the Eagles before being traded to the Bills. Matthews played 10 games with the Bills before being released and joining the Patriots, who released him with an injury just a few days into training camp after he suffered a hamstring injury during practice. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl yes. champs. And that's what happened for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're all set for another day filled with all kinds of goodies, including uh, some money, birthday bucks. It's happening once again. And uh, we'll get that started at 8 a.m. And if you don't know the details, you can go to WMMR.com. It's very, very simple. You just uh, you just enter a word that we give to you, and you might win that easy. It happens five times a day. So we have that coming up. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. We are going to have Tom Segura on the program, who is performing at the Miriam Theater on November 17th. It's a fourth show that was added. A fourth show. Up to four wow. shows. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Good for him. So uh, that's a 10.30 p.m. show. So we'll talk to Tom later on. Also, Hassan Minaj is going to be joining, and he's been, had a second show added. Look at all at these the successful Miriam comedians. Theater. Yeah, they're selling out selling like out. crazy, and we get them on the program. So we'll talk to him later on today. Uh, we also have uh, an appearance. We have a meet need today. Nick is going to be doing the Philly Philly tour tomorrow night at Saloon 151. It's on Gay Street in Westchester. If you go, just don't touch Nick, and you should be okay. <laughs> He's finally back today after being ill for a couple of days. You think he can handle a, a beverage tomorrow night, maybe? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Then okay. these, uh, these Philly specials are a great time. And uh, I'm trying to remember, this bar... Uh, I think used to be called something else, but it's it's right on Gay Street in Westchester, and I, I can't remember the old name of it, but anyway, we'll be there tomorrow night. Uh, it's 151 West Gay Street in Westchester, so Nick will be there from uh, 7 to 9 tomorrow nice. night. So those guys are stopping in today, and uh, we'll find out what they have for us in preparation for that whole thing. Plus, it's Wednesday. We have a secret text word, too, and we have a chance for you to win tickets to see Hassan Minaj at the Miriam Theater on uh, Sunday the 23rd. Is that the added show? Yes, it is. So this Sunday, and uh, the 7 p.m. show is sold out, so this is the 10 o'clock show. Um, you can uh, text the word SECRET right now to 39333, and we'll send a word back to you later. I'm going to ask you to call in with that word. Designate a caller wins. That's how the whole thing works. Love so it. We are uh, stacked, gang. We have a lot of stuff. So we'll take a break, come back in a second, and we'll do another giveaway in a minute here with our uh, stupid question and the entertainment report that we'll roll out to you. Back in just a moment. Stay with us this morning. 
This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. What better way to get back into the swing of things than with a relaxing massage or rejuvenating facial? With 50 locations right in this area, you're sure to find a relaxing spa experience. Introductory services are just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com to find a location near you. Are you ready for love? Well, if you're in love and you're ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. His Ready for Love collection of engagement rings are ready to go and ship immediately for free, all at the perfect price. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now being ta-ta. Don't you love it when you take a drink of coffee and you get a mouthful of grounds in your head? Oh, oh, it's awesome. Seriously? This is lovely. Uh, Not your fault, No, Chris. No, it, it is, fault. but we um, are our filters... Are like little tiny guys, but they're the only filters that we have. Oh, that's oh, what and it's it like is. a yeah. bigger. Yeah. We're sort of an island unto ourselves now as construction is going on. So yes. we're, no we're in the no man's land. Yeah. Yeah. We are. No, we're, we're, we're like an anchorage. <laughs> they're ripping apart our floor, and there's yeah, yeah. Uh, things keep dwindling. No, but somebody seems to care because uh, people keep messing with my coffee maker. Oh, so you know they're they're putting like cleaner solvent in it. Oh, that drives me. Yesterday, I was literally about to drink. Uh, cleaning solution because wow. it, it was in it was in the carafe on well, on the coffee maker with the heater on. There was a whole Twitter exchange over the weekend with Kevin Reardon, Jason yes. Fayon. Do you guys talk about yeah. that? Well, he texted no. me. Okay. Actually, Blake texted me. Over yeah, Blake the was a part of it because he had to steal our coffee maker from the yeah. <laughs> from the office instead of the kitchen. Yeah, and Jason put in some kind of cleaner and then ran it through again, uh, just just hot water. But why? I don't. I don't know. Well, just, Marissa, hold on, Marissa. clean it out. I can't believe they stole that coffee maker from the office. That had been sitting there for maybe about a year and a half with coffee in it. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, but God. But Blake was like, we need coffee. I don't care what, what it's it, in. Yeah, is yeah. that bad? Yeah, uh. yeah. So, all right, anyhow. Hey, we're having these struggles today. How's your day going so far? Actually, it's not such a bad thing. But when you do get that mouthful of grounds, it's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I've also had like four measuring cups thrown away. The last measuring cup, I wrote a sign on it that said, please do not throw this away. So you know exactly how much uh, coffee to put into the machine so you don't it's have a thing. Uh, toxic, over-the-top caffeinated yes. beverage. So. so you don't get crowns in your coffee. Yeah, all right. Anyway, well, we, we move on. I have a stupid question. We're going to give away a $50 Visa gift card from the Joint Chiropractic. And uh, I came up with this question yesterday. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was on, and I thought this was kind of an interesting question. In the movie, uh, Ferris rigs up a mannequin in his bed to make it seem like he's asleep. Yes. What does he use as a counterweight to make mm. that mannequin oh, yeah. move? Two one five two six three WMMR. It's a very specific question. Yes, yes Casey, you got it right. Uh, so, what does uh, Ferris use as a counterweight to make the mannequin ma- move in the movie? Two one five two six three WMMR. It's a bunch of birthdays today, by the way. Wednesday, September nineteenth. By the way, uh, Nick looked it up. Steve, uh, first day of fall is the twenty second. Twenty second. So it's on Sunday is where we begin. So we got a little bit of summer left, and summer birthdays include Jimmy Fallon, yes, who is forty four years old today. 
Uh, so happy birthday to him. I don't know if he does anything special on his show or not. For his um, birthday I enough. don't know. I don't know. I, you know, they, they all do well with their respective audiences. Right now, Colbert is uh, in the first place, and Fallon, I believe, is second with Kimmel third. But they all have their audiences. They all do well, yeah. and they all seem to get along. Uh, we also have Jeremy Irons celebrating a birthday yes. today. Latest uh, actor to play Alfred in the uh, the Batman saga. And a damn good one, too. I I like him as well. Yeah, but he's been in a ton of movies, great movies over the years. He's 70 years old today, so it's a big big birthday for him. He's doing this Watchmen series that's coming out, uh, what is it, on HBO? Does it say who he's going to play, Nick? Can you scroll down and and see? Because Steve and I are big fans of uh, Watchmen. I'm trying to figure out any, you want to take a guess? I really can't. Imagine who he'd play. It doesn't it's, it's say. Like, yeah, it's doesn't not, give him a character name. It's not anybody you know. Like all, uh, uh, so Damon, Damon Lindelof is doing it, right? Yeah. So it's not like the comedian or the night owl or any of those guys. The Borscht Belt comic. The <laughs> None of those. The guys, prop comic. <laughs> those guys are going to be in it. Okay. Not, so yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't think it, so. It, it's a riff on it. Okay, interesting. We'll see. Uh, Daniel Lemois, the producer, uh, and he's handled such heavies as uh, U2 and Peter Gabriel over the years. Uh, he's 67 today. Uh, Lita Ford, the singer and guitarist, uh, former member of the Runaways. Yes. And the first female rock group. She's been by here. She was really nice. She's 60 years old today. She was living I, on an island for a while. Remember she was talking about Bahamas. that? In the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah that, that ended. But, yeah, uh, yeah it was At pretty Y100, cool. At Y100, I used to call Matt Cord and tell him to play Lita Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, what? Who is this? I'm like, can you play any Lita Ford? <laughs> were you a Lita Ford fan, or no, were you doing I it just, as a joke? Just as a joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lita is uh, 60 today, like I said. Uh, Sherry O'Terry, she's from Philly. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. I thought she was going to be making a resurgence in her career lately, but I... I oh, saw her on something she's in, like, just recently. I saw um, her years ago in Avalon, and she was trashed. Really? Yeah. I mean, not like just she just had too much to drink, and she they kind of like had to help her walk out. And you were going right, to the Lita Ford concert. Right. I was going to the Lita Ford concert. Right into <laughs> there she was. <laughs> but it was kind of. I'm a huge Lita Ford fan. It was in context, though, Kathy. It was at night at a bar. It wasn't so, yeah. like. Uh, right. You know, at like totally. one o'clock the in the afternoon on the beach. And yeah. listen, I, right. I, the reason why I know is because I went over to talk to her and I was like, hey, listen, I'm a huge fan. And she just kind of like, she was like, thank you. You know, and yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of felt yeah. bad. I'm like, you right. are very kind, sir. <laughs> I'm going to let her, you know, I'm going to leave her. But uh, whoever she was with, like sh- shortly after, uh, yeah. escorted her out, helped oh, her out. All right. Yeah. Real quick, she and uh, Tina Fey are. Around the same age, do we know? And no. Do they, like, well, they, Sherry they grew up in the same area. Sherry O'Terry's 56, so she's a little older than okay. Tina, I assume. Okay. I don't yes, know how yeah. old Tina right. is. I would imagine she's her in her 40s? mid to late 40s, but uh, Nick is looking that up right now, and we'll tell you in a She's very talented, that Sherry O'Terry, though. Um, uh, and uh, Sherry O'Terry went to Prendergast case, and uh, okay. yeah, so Tina Fey is 48 this year. Okay. So Sherry O'Terry's thing, Simida. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, she was funny. I loved yep. her. Uh, she's 56, like I said. Uh, Paul Williams, Steve. Just an old-fashioned love song. Singer, songwriter, and actor. Not only did he write that song, but he wrote We've Only Just Begun. Yep. Rainy Days and Mondays. And he also wrote The Rainbow Connection, I believe. He did, yes. Yeah. He, and uh, he was, we were talking about the death of Burt Reynolds. He was in the Smokey and the Bandit films. He that was is the, correct. 
what Bert Reynolds would refer to as the dwarf. Yeah, yeah. I think he just uh, surfaced in that. Uh, there's an Amazon show that I watch called Goliath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. There you go. And and he, it's a great character. I I, I really. Enjoyed that show. We're both fans, Preston and I, of the uh, of a documentary about his life, and uh, it's really compelling to watch. Was it, it called Paul Williams is Not Dead? That might have been Something it. Something yeah, like yeah. that. It was really good. Like a super Paul Williams fan who yeah. realized how weird it was to be a super Paul Williams fan, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a cool thing to watch. And the guy who did the documentary, he, you know, he'd follow Paul Williams, and uh, and they go to the Philippines because oh he God. was going to go tour, and, and the, the documentarian said, in the Philippines... Paul Williams is Justin Bieber. No. I yeah. mean, like, really? throngs no. of fans. Yeah, not kidding. Yeah. Wow. As yeah. he's driving was, along, there are people on the sides of the road. It well, was really funny. He was on uh, Daft Punk's last, last album. Yes. I think he did a yep. song called Touch. He was at the, uh, the Grammys when they got up to accept the award. So he is 78 years old today. Uh, two more birthday. James, birthdays. James Lipton inside the actor's studio. Man, he's 92 Whoa. years 92. old. That guy, whatever he did to stay younger looking, yeah. because even, you know, I, I haven't seen him in the last 15 years probably, but he didn't look like he was in his 70s or 80s at he that point. He freezes his face or something. Yeah. Uh, he's 92. And then the last birthday is Rosemary Harris. You know this actress. She played Aunt May in the Spider-Man films, and she's 91 years old today. I always liked her as Aunt She's Aunt really May. good, and she's good in the sequence in the second one, Preston, where she you kind of sense she knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and she's saying, you know, he he uh, represents a lot to people, and, and mm-hmm. she's giving him sort of a, a nice nurturing speech. Encouragement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My son, Ben, turns 12 today, so happy birthday. Oh! 12 years old, man. I can't believe it. One more, and he's a teenager, dude. Know, that's terrifying. <laughs> you welcome, sir. <laughs> I know. Welcome. I know. Come on in. So happy birthday, buddy. I'm there. All right. Happy birthday, Ben. That's really cool. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question in the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris uses a mannequin to pretend like he's in his bed asleep. The mannequin moves. What does he use as a counterweight to make that move? And we will go to the phones and see if we can get an answer. I am going to go to Jim. Hello, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jim, what did he use as a counterweight? A trophy. A trophy, yes. Yeah! A trophy. Trophy. That is correct. Uh, Jim, since you got that right, we're going to give you... $50 Visa gift card from the Joint Chiropractic. You can join Jackie Bam Bam in full Mummers Ensemble for the grand opening of the Joint Chiropractic on Westchester Pike in Newtown Square. And that'll be this Saturday from noon to 2. The licensed chiropractors from the Joint will be giving away free adjustments plus other great prizes. So stop in. All right, we're going to start with uh, Julie Chen, the whole Les Moonves thing. Yeah. Uh, she confirmed her long-rumored exit from CBS's The Talk via a pre-recorded Video message on Tuesday, I believe we have audio of that, or is that being sent over? It's being sent over as we speak. It is, by the way, it's a shorter clip of a much longer piece that she did talking about each member of the show. She is leaving her host post a week after her husband, Les Moonves, was ousted from the network over sexual misconduct charges. She taped the message from the set of CBS's Big Brother, where she is also host, of course. She made no mention of the case against Moonves, but did say that she intended to spend her time with her husband and son. Uh, in so many words, she said, right now I need to spend more time at home with my husband and our young son, so I've decided to leave the talk. Uh, she appeared to fight back tears as she thanked crew members. Um, I'm going to throw up! <laughs> her former co-host, uh, Sarah Gilbert, simply said, we love you, Julie, after the taped message. You know, Sarah Gilbert, that uh, was over and the show concluded. Created the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was her that. idea, the talk. Yeah. 
Uh, so we have the audio. Would yeah. you like to hear that? Here we go. As we all know, Julie has not appeared on the talk since we premiered last Monday. Moments ago, she recorded a message for everyone from the set of Big Brother where she's working on tomorrow night's show. We are all about to hear this message for the first time. I have been at the talk since the day it started nine years ago. And the cast, crew, and staff have become family to me over the years. But right now, I need to spend more time at home with my husband and our young son. So I've decided to leave the talk. And I know this show and the sisterhood it stands for will live on for many, many, many more years to come. You ladies got this. And I cannot be more proud to call you my friends. I love you. And then she finished with saying, they got cool. They got cool. No, but didn't she sign off with her maiden name, which she hasn't done in years? She did that Uh, last week. week. Last week, okay. Yeah, I believe so. Well, it wasn't her married name she signed off with. She signed off with Julie Chen Moonves. Yeah. Okay, so she normally just does so her Julie maiden Chen. name, yeah. and she went with, with she used Moonves. Moonves. Okay. It was kind of a, a statement of of her, Yikes. you know, uh, unity support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of him. So the thing was, uh, Preston, she had been sort of uh, chastised in the past for going after um, other wives in similar situations. Well, here you go. Reaction yeah. on social media uh, was mixed. Some said that uh, she shouldn't have have to pay for her husband's crimes, while other pointed out that she was overly critical of Camille Cosby for standing by Bill after he was charged with multiple cases of assault oh, and saying she is getting what's coming to her. So, of course, you know how wonderful social media yes, is. Yes, it's a tough place for her to be in. She didn't do it. Yeah. You know, she wasn't responsible for it. She's got a son that she cares about trying to hold the family together. I don't know. I mean, it'd be wild to see what's going on, but she's not giving up Big Brother. So she's, No, she's going to yeah. do Big Brother because it's not a free-form uh Chat back and forth where you're going to have to talk about the days. What about your husband? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It would be too <laughs> awkward to be on the talk. And hey. by the way, Preston, the people in that Big Brother house have no idea what's gone down. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they, that's they're, right. They're, they're sequestered. They're cut off, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. So uh, she's with hundreds of millions of dollars. She's going to be fine. She'll be fine. She's going to be okay. Uh, she just doesn't get to do her talk show anymore. Mm. I'm sure she'll find some things to fill her time with. But uh, she had hosted the talk. Uh, since it launched in 2010, and she remains, like Steve said, on as the host of Big Brother for now. Uh, Aja Argento has informed Rose McGowan via Twitter that she is suing her for substantial damages. So it's moving forward for oh, substantial true. damages for false statements that she made against her last month. On Tuesday, the 42-year-old Italian star tweeted, The 24-hour deadline given to retract your recent false statements about me has now passed. I must inform you and Dove, who is her partner, uh, that I've instructed lawyer Michonne DeRea to seek substantial damage for deception, fraud, coercion, and libel. You will hear from them shortly. Her exact words were, I'm a gonna sue you. No. So she's it, she has now made the statement that it's going to go forward. So We'll see how far it gets. Yeah. It's kind of wild when you think that they were both side by side in this mm-hmm. whole Harvey uh, Weinstein thing. I know. And now they are at each other's throats. Uh, this comes after her tweet issued 24 hours before threatening legal action. She asked for a, an apology from Rose she didn't issue one, so here comes the lawsuit. Well, she issued a bailed apology. She said, suck my ass. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you can interpret that yeah. how you like. Uh, Burt Reynolds left his son Quentin out of his will, mm. uh, but still made sure that he'd get support. The will, obtained by TMZ, states, I intentionally omit him from this, my last will and testament, as I have provided for him during my lifetime 
in my declaration of trust. So there's a trust fund. Okay, um, I'm not sorry. that I don't familiar. Know I don't remember what the story is with Quentin. Sometimes these these uh, he and Lonnie get... Anderson had uh, Quentin. Oh, okay. Uh, he was born in 1988. He's the, I'm sorry. He's the adopted son of. Him and Lonnie. Was he in trouble? Do you remember at all? Were there any scandals involved? You know, anything sometimes about, he can get screwed up. Yeah, I don't know anything about his personal life uh, and what, what kind of life Quentin has led. Uh, Reynolds signed the will in 2011, so it's been that way for a while. Uh, he appointed his niece, Nancy Lee Brown Hess, as his personal representative for his estate and then appointed his great-nephew, Brian Ritchie Brown, and then his great-niece, uh, Tracy Aaron Rogers, as next in line after Hess. Do you know anyone who's ever, or have you ever been to an actual reading classic of reading of the will where you no. find out then and there what you're getting? I haven't, no. It, it's all kind of just handled by, you get like a, a notification, right? Or and I wonder if most times you know ahead of time. Do you? You know what? I don't know. I The only the only uh, thing I've ever received was my, my dad's mother, when she passed, had left me some money, and he just told me about it and gave me the money. So I, I don't know what the story is on how those things work out. And Yeah, but you've seen... You know, in movies where everybody sits at a table right, right. And, we, and we get to find out what happened, you know. Right, and, and I don't know if what. that if that happens anymore. Uh-huh. Quentin is the only son of Burt Reynolds. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Well, he set up a trust for him, So, but uh, but he didn't leave him anything in the will, which is kind of like, yes, he did. He set up a trust. So I don't know, whatever, man. Fake news. When Roseanne Barr appeared on Dr. Oz yesterday, she opened up uh, opened the book on the tweets that got her fired from ABC. First, she claimed that uh, the sleeping medication Ambien caused her to write a series of bizarre tweets. Uh, then she defended herself against charges of racism, maintaining that she never called Barack Obama's black advisor Valerie Jarrett an ape, simply made reference to the film Planet of the Apes, which she claimed was politically motivated. Uh, her statement was, well, I've done some weird things on Ambien, and I think a lot of people have, too. I've heard from thousands of people about it. One guy got up and cooked a turkey and <laughs> ate it, so that was like four hours if you think about it, and when he got up in the morning, he didn't remember. And all the time that happens to me when I'm in the kitchen and there's a whole box of Triscuits out and, like, eggs cracked on the walls, I Ambien eat like Tiger Woods Ambien drove. It's a weird drug, she said. Have you ever used it? Yeah, I, 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 that stuff scares me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard just, I've heard that kind of story about what mm-hmm. she's describing here about that kind of lost time. I've and, never even considered it. Is it prescription? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when Doctor Oz pointed out that uh, racism is not a side effect of Ambien, she concurred, and she said, <clears throat> "By the way, on on Jared's race, she said, no, I said Planet of the Apes. That's a movie.' She said, "I know what you're doing." I said Planet of the Apes, which is a science fiction movie about the overthrow of evil overlords such as Iran. I have apologized for the following, too. I thought Valerie Jarrett was an Iranian woman, and I thought, as a lot of other people did, too, I didn't know that she was an African-American woman. When I saw her on TV and she's doing her DNA test, she's also 46% European, so let's just move past it. Okay. So she's really trying to (laughs) dig in. She's out of Hollywood. You know, I, the last time you reported, she's heading over to Israel to yeah. study with uh, uh, biblical scholars or something. Yeah, that's still the plan. She uh, she said um, she spoke out about how her erstwhile Roseanne co-stars are moving on with the Connors reboot without her in October. Uh, she said she plans to travel to Israel when the show begins and study Hebrew. She said, I don't want to be around because uh, I'll get drawn into a negative thing of defending myself or being angry for being mischaracterized. And, you know, I don't. I want to stay away from it. I want to stay 
in a joyous, positive, happy place that I've worked my way to again in my life. So she signed over all the rights to the show to let mm-hmm. it go on and continue. Got it. I'm just going to, I'm curious to see, because I know, Kathy, you were watching it. I was watching it as well. I was never a big fan of the first go-round, uh, but I kind of did like the second go-round. And um, I'll you be w- curious to see how it how works it without her. I know. The I, cast is super talented, so I think they'll have a good shot. I liked the first one. I watched it, and then I watched the reboot, and I was in the middle of it, really enjoying it. This happened, so yeah. I don't know. I'll check it out. What she? What how they say how she gets killed? She, uh, well, she tries she to said, deep fry a turkey and sets on fire? She <laughs> said over the weekend that the show would kill off her character via an opioid overdose, but that has not been confirmed well, is they, what she thinks. They actually did have her um, in, in one of the episodes, one or two of the episodes, Kathy. She was hiding uh, prescription pills around the house. Oh, oh really? You know what? Yeah, I, they, yeah, she was. I hadn't gotten to that if, if that was the yeah, case. I didn't I, see that. That, so, that would be illogical. That, would, yeah. that could be uh, an out. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, Leonardo. Leonardo DiCaprio, Paris Hilton, Miranda Kerr, and other Hollywood insiders got hooked into a Malaysian financier, a guy named Joe Lau's billion-dollar deception, according to a new book by Wall- the Wall Street Journal reporters Tom Wright and Bradley Hope. Why would you participate in anything called a billion-dollar deception? Well, I don't think it was called that. Oh, all right. Uh, so the book is called Billion Dollar Whale, and it chronicles... Why would you buy a billion-dollar whale? What they characterize as one of the most daring corruption heists in history, one that just happened to involve a star-studded cast of Hollywood hotties. Interesting. Uh, the book is already creating shockwaves. shockwaves. Now, Lowe, this guy, denies the allegations and has since... Uh, Hope and Wright began reporting the story, and has since done this since they began reporting the story in 2015. Their stories have long attempted to pin low to billions of dollars worth of laundering via a variety of schemes through a Malaysian state fund. Now, uh, on Leonardo DiCaprio's involvement, for his 38th birthday in 2012, he was gifted a Best Actor Oscar statuette by Lowe. It belonged to Marlon Brando originally, and Lowe Mm. apparently paid $600,000 for it. Wasn't Zoolander programmed to kill the Malaysian prime minister? And gave it to him. I don't know. Uh, DiCaprio and Lowe became friends on Lowe's dime, with the financier shelling out hundreds of thousands on parties to be Mm. close to the star, as per the book. Yeah. Paris Hilton got to know Lowe in 2009, the year that Lowe set up uh, 1MDB as a state fund. Um, and Lowe started off by flying her via private jet to Whistler and began to pay her $100,000 per event it, that she attended at his behest. In 2010, he gave her a Cartier watch and $250,000 in gambling chips on her 29th birthday. One night while partying in Central Pay, Hilton opened and sprayed him with a $2.3 million bottle of Crystal Champagne that he had bought. Wait, one bottle? Listen to this. That's what it says. <laughs> oh, right. my Listen God. Listen to this stuff. Central Pay and Whistler and $2 million bottles of champagne and statuettes. Miranda Kerr recently split from Orlando Bloom. And Kerr attended a party thrown by Lowe in 2014. They became romantically involved. Whoa. And he gave her a $1.3 million diamond necklace on Valentine's Day that year for her 31st birthday. And he hired salt and pepper and vanilla ice to perform at that party. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. What? Whoa. This is a player. That probably cost him $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> Other stars who also got hooked by Lowe include Jamie Foxx. Swizz Beats. Swizz Beats? <laughs> Say it ain't so. Swizz Neat. Swizz Neat. <laughs> Alicia Keys, Busta oh, Rhymes, geez. and Elva Hasayo. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so this guy, so, okay. So, yeah. so it's according to the book. This is all allegedly. Every anyway. once in a while, guys like this come along, scammers, mm. and when you hear their stories recounted, 
Um, you know, these guys are these pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes and all this stuff. And it, it, um, once they get up ahead of steam, there's no going back. Yeah. Because they're using this yeah. money to pay for this thing to entice this person to give them money, which they used to. And then they have credibility with these names like Leonardo DiCaprio right. hangs oh, out with well, them. And then. Hang out with Swiss Beats. That leads you, <laughs> that leads you to Swiss Beats. Yeah. And there you go. So $2 million he, bottles of champagne, a $2 million hot car, all like all these yeah. things. Yes. Well, how, listen, if he if he's not a billion billionaire, how is he buying a two million dollar bottle of champagne? Well, yeah, well, no, he's he's a billion dollar guy, but he's doing this uh, deception somehow or another. Anyhow, a, a financial shell game is what's going on. Yeah, it's called billion dollar whale, by the way. So hmm. yeah. I see that it's like million dollar baby, a lot like that. Yeah, yeah it's a boxing. It's a boxing. <laughs> uh, the seventy one year old Susan Lucci. Proved that age is just a number in an untouched photo shoot for Harper's Bazaar in October. Did you see the pics? I did. She Holy looks hell. great. She's wearing a bathing suit. Yeah. She said, I feel as good now as I ever did in my 20s and 30s, maybe even better physically. Uh, she's been doing Pilates for over two decades. And Me she too. tells the publication, what I've learned is that if you train hard, you can offset some of what you've got going against you. People look at me and they say, wow, she doesn't seem old, but she is old. And what is she claiming here that there's no Photoshop? Uh, she was yeah. the, the photos were not retouched. Yes. No. You think she, it was? Look at her face. She's 71 years old. There's no way. Well, no, we're not saying she hasn't had cosmetic surgery, but the photo itself mm. wasn't retouched. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Would you buy that or no? No. Okay. Wow. I, would, I just would, I, I love her. No, I love her. <laughs> I always have. Kitten got a whip. But yeah. there's no way. Look at her face. There's Ooh. no way. Well, that you can. You, there's not much of her face in that particular well, there's, picture. There's other pictures. Oh, and, and we'll they're, see the other they're from several yards away. So, and she's smiling very. But I, I saw. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, Kathy says they're not touched up, but they're claiming that they aren't. Uh, the she said uh, people look at me and they say, "Wow, you seem old." You, you say, "Wow, she doesn't seem old, but she is old." Meanwhile, the reality is, if you're strong, she said, "You're beautiful, no matter what age you are." She admits that her admirable physique requires sacrifice. It means no burgers, fries, snacks, desserts, bread, or pasta. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> you may look good, no, but damn it, you're not living. Apparently, yesterday was National Cheeseburger Day. Yeah, it's the word, and I didn't celebrate. You had oh the no. Blast, didn't you? What's that? Whatever the cheeseburger blast or whatever. Oh, that was no, here. the cheeseburger bombs. <laughs> they, were, they, were they were cheese, cheese steak, steak bombs. Oh, it was close. Oh, you know what? I, I did celebrate. Never mind. <laughs> I totally, forgot. <laughs> totally forgot. Were you uh, were you sleep eating? What did no. you just remember? Uh, I just remember that I went to McDonald's. I got a I got a, a McDouble. Oh, yeah, I got a McDouble. Yeah. And McDouble. Wait a second. I did have a McDouble yesterday with cheese on it. What's now the difference I celebrated between a double and a McDouble? Uh, a double cheeseburger costs more than a McDouble. It also has more cheese on it. So a McDouble is two burgers with one piece of cheese. Really? And a double cheeseburger is a two cheeseburgers with two pieces of cheese. I had no idea. You got to know these things. <laughs> you're like you're like the burger captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I got I got a. Would you that never buy with that? Well, actually, maybe a McDouble's one twenty nine. Either way, I got a McDouble and a small fry. So for, you celebrated for three oh three, even knowing it, and mm-hmm. you did celebrate. Yes. Okay, well, good, 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 good. I'm happy that didn't get past you. Uh, Kristen Bell likes the occasional puff, and her sober husband Dak Shepard is cool with it. On uh, Mark Maron's podcast, she explained, "I smoke around my husband, meaning weed, uh, and it doesn't seem to bother him." She said, "Weed rules." Uh, she still sets boundaries. She says, "Once a week, if I'm exhausted and we're about to sit down and watch sixty minutes, why not?" Uh, she recently 
uh, celebrated, Shepard recently celebrated his 14th year of sobriety. And she marvels at his ability to look beyond her occasional drug use. She said sometimes, she says he even pushes her to explore new highs, telling her you shouldn't leave this earth without having tried mushrooms or ecstasy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's the truth because, um, like, my, my brother has been sober for many years. And uh, the truth about it is you're going to be out and around. It's going to be out there. And you you best get accustomed to being in proximity to it. So uh, he's he's worked his resistance up. Hmm. Uh, season two of Will and Grace will feature Grace entering politics, uh, Jack planning his wedding, Will launching a teaching career, and Karen getting divorced from the always absent Stan. Uh, they teased What's Ahead, which also includes guest stars David Schwimmer, Alec Baldwin, and Matt Bomer. Or is it Bomber? Uh, but, uh, we had him in the studio. Did no, we did not. He's a, he's a very good-looking guy. No, he I'm is, thinking Matt um, Bronner. Sorry, man. Um, he was uh, one of the dancers in Magic Mike. He was in uh, the show Chuck. Some people are saying he could be the next Superman. Okay. I okay. see that. Yeah, 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 we're looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah, he's got the, the strong jawline, and yeah, he's a really good-looking guy. Uh, Will and Grace, excuse me, returns Thursday, October 4th on NBC. Uh, yesterday, we were all abuzz because uh, Marvel Studios shared its first look at Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson. Man, did it look good. As pilot-turned-superhero Carol Danvers uh, said in the 1990s, she's already acquired alien powers and is working with the Krees against shape-shifting baddies, the Skrulls. Also appearing, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Clark Gregg is back as Agent Coulson, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy stars Lee Pace and Jaiman Hounsen, uh, among many others. Uh, Anna Bowden and Rick Fleck direct, and Captain Marvel is set to hit March 8th of next year. So this is very cool. The um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series went there. I know, Casey, you were watching it with yep. the, the, the scroll and the, and the Kree and all that. So it's it's very cool that all this is tying together. But but I think um, Brie, Brie Larson looks great. Yeah. The costume looks great. Very cool. And you, you're getting a younger um, Coulson. Yeah. He's a Nick Furry. <laughs> Nick Furry. Yeah. Nick Furry. He's got both eyes, too. Yep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, and then one more quick story. Uh, even after moving the party from Sunday to Monday, the Emmys continue to hemorrhage viewers, according to reports. Uh, the NBC ceremony, hosted by Michael Che and Colin Jost, garnered just, garnered just a 7.4 result uh, in the ratings, an all time low. And observers Yay. believe uh, viewership was down 10% from last year's Stephen Colbert-hosted ceremony. I think what's happening is just, there's just, there's too, A, there's too many of them, and B, three hours is too long. You know, and, and just people, just, there's a lot of other stuff to watch. Award shows used to be kind of a thing because there wasn't as much to watch. Yeah. Now there's a ton of stuff. Yeah, I just think award shows in general are slowly just bleeding yeah, you know, bleeding out. And the only one that has, I think, the merit to make it work, or the two, would be the Grammys. And if you're into the theatrical stuff, the Tonys. Yeah, because there's a lot of performances. Performances. In both of them. Yeah. So you may tune in for something like that. All right, we are ready for clips. Here Ooh. we go. Hey, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Returned for its 13th season with a poorly kept secret. Here, writer-producer and star, Glenn Howardin. Talks the post talks about the possible return of his character Dennis. Here we go. Let's keep him guessing. You know what I mean? Let's keep it all a big mystery. Um, I, you know what? Look, I'm, I feel incredibly honored and grateful that so many people are interested in in um, in the the fate of my character. You know that that means. You know, as as Sally Field said, you know, you guys, you really you really like me. <laughs> you really like me. 
Uh, there's a new episode of It's Always Sunny on tonight, 10 o'clock on FXX. Has the uh, AP bio been renewed? Nick, can you check on yeah, that? Yeah, look. Because that's the series that he went off to do, which was yeah. actually very funny. But he was basically playing the same character on AP Bio. Yeah. Yeah, season know. two, Steve, uh, will that be the next season? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they've had one season, season two. Uh, it doesn't say when it's coming out, but it, apparently there will be a second season. All right. All right, here we go with the next clip. I Feel Bad is a new sitcom premiering tonight on NBC that follows the daily struggles of a woman who is a wife, mother, daughter, and boss. Here, show star Sarayu Blue talks about working on a show that is produced by Amy Poehler. Here we go. Thank you. I have to say, Amy Poehler is extraordinary and one of my comedy heroes. So it's been kind of a dream come true. So her, her first name is spelled S-A-R-A-Y-U. Huh. Sarayu Blue? I, I don't really know how. To, I don't know her. And I she has a very exotic look. Yeah. I don't know what her... Uh... Ethnicity is, but she's a she's a lovely young woman, and she looks very exotic. <laughs> yes, uh, I feel bad. Premieres tonight at ten on NBC. I she's miss, from one of those countries over across the ocean. I miss Regis. Oh God! Like yeah. just in it's good general. To be back. Yeah. Where is he? Oh, it's good, it's good to, to be, be back. back. You're back. I, no, I had a hip replacement surgery. I miss him on TV. I miss seeing him doing yeah. something. You miss seeing me do what I do. Which is I sit on a stool in the corner of the room, videotaping you having sex. Yeah. I just I look in the corner and I don't see him anymore. And I know it's sad. I'm back though, and better than ever. Yeah. All right, Nelly Vitato. We have a lot going on today. <laughs> just yell it. Why not? I love to say that name, uh, Nelly Vitato. We are less than an hour from uh, Birthday Bucks Part Two, and a chance for you to win a thousand dollars. Get set. We'll give you the proper word to send over via our MMR mobile app or WMMR.com. We'll get you the details on that. Coming up, Tom Segura is on the show today. Yeah. Hassan Minaj is on the show today. We have uh, Saloon 151 stopping in for Meet Neat and uh, maybe a hottie cam. We'll see when that comes up and we're going on Fox Good Day. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Peek behind the radio curtain with the MMR Studio webcam. Available at PrecedentSteve.com or via the MMR mobile app. See occasional hotties, famous faces, and if you're lucky, monkeys riding border collies. We have five gorgeous ladies on our in-studio hottie cam right now as we speak. Gabriella, Dominique, uh, Morgan, Alexa, and Alexandra. Yes! So the ladies are there. They're writing down uh, some notes and stuff. You can watch them on our on our cam, and they'll they'll maybe write down their social media accounts and stuff like that. If you want to follow and so if on. If you so. want to slide into their DMs, as they say, <laughs> slide into it. the DM. You got it. I know my stuff. Yeah, I slid into somebody's DM recently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You, sometimes you, it's a rash. You got to yeah. use ointment. Sure, of yeah. course. Uh, so huh. anyway, and listen, I'm a little jealous of Nick because tomorrow night he's going to be at Saloon 151 for the Philly Philly tour, and they have supplied the food this morning, and they even did what I appreciate is a little presentation on the plates. Uh, it's it's a damn impressive. They, what is it? Blackened scallop, smoked beet, and sweet potato salad, <laughs> and smoked wings and pumpkin mousse cannolis. <laughs> 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 so it's up a notch. Uh, the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour is taking over Westchester tomorrow night, 7 to 9, at Saloon 151. And that is at 151 West Gay Street. So Nick will be there. And you guys giving away tickets tomorrow night? Yeah, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you better get out there, though. There's only 80 plates of food. Come for the tickets. Stay for the scallops. Right. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Nick just paid that up. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, uh, Steve, I wanted to play a little piece of audio you said was kind of fun. It's from uh, Henry Winkler. He won 
uh, an Emmy night before last, and uh, he was really excited about it. And he's he's we love a, him such a we likeable, love this guy likable guy. And uh, they asked him uh, what the Fonz would think about his Emmy win. Right. And because he's such a good guy, he does a little bit of the Fonz. And it made me smile. Right. Like, you know, just listening to it, I think you guys will enjoy it. I want to hear this. I was 27 when I got the Fonz. I am 72 years old. And here we are in this moment. If the Fonz was here right yes. now, he would be so proud. <laughs> You know, I'm not kidding. He would just say, let me tell you something. Part of this is me, right? I own this. I'm going to cry. Isn't that great? That's cool, man. It's such a different character when you watch. He... For so long, you just, that's, well, that's that guy. That yeah. guy is, is, that's the way he is. He couldn't have been further from that character. I remember the first time I saw him, anything outside of Fonzie uh, was Night Shift. <laughs> totally And different. he was a completely different, yeah. meek, nebbish, victimish character. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. Did you oh, ever see that movie? No. He is this put-upon guy. It's hilarious. Is and it really? that was Michael Keaton's first breakout role. He was great. Ron Howard directed. Oh, yeah. okay. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. All right, yeah. but it holds up? It holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's one of Chuck D'Amico's all-time favorite yeah. movies. Uh, you should see it. Because, I, I, you know, there were a couple of movies like that where... It's- well, it's, they, they were car- like so. Mr. T was in D- DC Cab, right? Yes. I'm like, all right, I couldn't watch From that the Shakespeare story. <laughs> no, but I wa- I loved him in in A Team, yeah. and then that came out. I obviously, I wanted to see it because Mr. T was in it, and same thing with Fonzie being in that. But yeah. it just well, Mr. T playing Mr. T in DC Cab, basically. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> and and DC Cab versus Night Shift, little bit uh, difference in quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. DC Cab sucked. <laughs> Night Shift was a good movie. It was so. a good movie. Um, but let's uh, stay with television for a moment here. Uh, Bert and Ernie. Yes. Their very special relationship has uh, been the subject of debate for a while as to whether or not Bert and Ernie were a gay couple or not. Yes, whether they're just buddies, uh-huh. roommates, or involved with each other. One of the show's writers has lifted the lid on uh, its most famous and beloved characters, Mark Saltzman, who joined Sesame Street's uh, team. Uh, in 1984, um, it says he joined the Sesame Street team in 1984, has revealed that he did indeed write Bert and Ernie as a gay couple. But if he, if, wait a minute. If he, he, he wasn't at the, be- the beginning, beginning, the beginning right? I guess thing. not. He didn't so, create Because so it was 68 yeah. that uh, Sesame Street, and, and they're, so we they're, they're refuting the claims. However, though, yeah, Kathy, there is a case to be made. There's not one second they did not appear on screen, both of them, where they weren't being fisted. Stop oh my it. God. Gee, good God. But he's right. Right? If you mm-hmm. stop and think about it. Mm. I think it probably Well, now started... that I think about it, no, that never happened. Uh, that did. It's all the time. It did? There's always hands up there. Oh, yeah. that type of thing. Uh, that yeah. type of thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about in their butt. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. All right, I no, the normal thing. So he told uh, Queerty, the publication, the characters reflected his own same-sex relationship with film editor Arnold Glassman at the time. Saltzman, a script and songwriter on the show, said that he wrote them as a loving couple. And uh, I think you take it whatever way it works for you. Yeah, sure. Right? Here's the way I look at it. They're they're not real. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. They are <laughs> characters on a kid's television show, and they are appear to be adult characters, but they have childlike uh, sensibilities, and, you know, so whatever. You're talking about Ert and Bernie? Ert, no. <laughs> Bernie, no. Ernie, Ernie, Ernie and Bert. 
What is it? Bernie, Bernie and Ernie. Ernie. Bernie no. and Ernie. No, Bernie and <laughs> It's not Ernie and Bernie. It's Bernie and Ernie. <laughs> I was at a Sixers game. Yeah. I was giving away tickets to Sesame Street Live. And yeah, I said Ert and Bernie. Bernie and Ert. And then I was like, no, Ert and Bernie. And I was like, oh, I couldn't like get it right. I couldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, who earned your brain? You're like, no, it's Ernie and Oh, my and God. Everyone was what like, was I thinking? Bernie. It's clearly Ert and Bernie. Yeah. I remember all the, the cameraman was laughing, and then like the you know the the line of people like where Matt Cord sits, they all listen too. So like all of them were laughing. I'm like, oh great, Bernie and Ert. It's like Boot and Foos. Yeah. Oh, dude, I did one at the. Uh, it was a real Philly deli tour. What was it? I couldn't say something. Was it the last one? No, no. Oh, oh it, we we were in uh, Northern Liberties and. <laughs> oh gosh, what what thinly sliced? I couldn't say it. Oh, I couldn't thinly. I, I saw your outtakes. Slice thinly. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. wait, wait. Slicely thinned. <laughs> you stopped. And like, I, you're like, hang on. Hang on. I'm going to get this. Yeah. But you didn't. Slicely thin. thin. No. Thin slicely. <laughs> we need to have some of them. We need to hear that. Yeah, oh we need to hear that. Slicely thin. No, no, no. Thin I slicely. Say, <laughs> Ert, Ert and Bernie is my favorite. I love Steve, it. Steve, you sent out a video uh, of Burton or Ernie not that long ago. I can't remember what the context was, but it was um, uh, maybe the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They redid. Yes, that, they, yeah. re- they redid the uh, the opening the credits. opening of it. And, yeah. and I, listen, I understand how these shows work. If Sesame Street's been on for fifty years, it's the fiftieth anniversary, and the characters have to evolve, the voices have to evolve. But the way that Burton and Ernie sound now is alien to me. It's funny that that you mentioned the the Prince of Bel Air and uh, Ernie and Bert because they both have. I think they both of those shows have videos on YouTube that are them to thrash metal. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's great. Hilarious. It's great. Absolutely hilarious. Now, speaking of those two shows and speaking of Happy Days, which we were speaking of just a moment ago, a new survey conducted by audio branding specialists called PHMG revealed that 21% of voters named Happy Days as America's most memorable television theme song. Oh, really? Yes. Most okay. memorable TV theme. So the tw- 21% being the largest percent that were they, able to lock and load on one theme. Exactly. So that came in first. Most people recognize that as uh, they, they remember that more than any others. Do you remember what the the original theme, I believe, was Rock Around the Clock? Yeah, one, yeah, two, yeah. three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Bill Haley yeah. and Yep. Who Bill Haley is from uh, Delaware County, or lived in Delaware County. He probably, he was, his brother is um, Bob Marley. No, but it was one of the questions. It was one of the questions for Delco versus Bucksco. That was I, it? I don't think I got a chance to ask it, but yeah, he was uh, like in Bethel Township. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. I know Jim Croce is, but uh... so when they, what the deal was also when they were playing that when they would play the Bill Haley Rock Around the Clock, they had to pay sure. You know, the, the, royalties, uh, the, the royalties on that. They wrote their own song, and mm-hmm. that eased that up a bit. And it turned out to be iconic. Nick, can you see who wrote the Happy Days theme yeah. song? Uh, because, okay, so what else would you put in there as memorable television theme songs? What would you think would be the most memorable ones? I can recuse myself because I know the list. Okay, so. Nick, what do you think? My favorite all time is Cheers. Cheers. Okay, Cheers is up there, Case. I was going to say Same thing. Kath, anything coming to mind? I guess. Well, there's one. Well, go ahead. That I didn't see on the list, Preston, Brady Bunch theme. Yeah, not not in the top. uh, I think they only had the top five in this particular one. What about, were there any shows that you, where the theme was, well, you're not, you're not kind of a, 
you know, what? you know, with the shows that you liked where the theme was the the, the theme, theme songs, by the way, are almost a thing of the past. Yeah, is it, it like All well, in the Family or something like that? Or? Yeah, Greatest American Hero was a song right, that right, was yeah. a hit. Yes, yeah, or not a hit on the radio. Mm-hmm. So they'll take songs that exist now and apply them to theme songs. Like Shameless has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloodline had had a theme song, but those are songs that are not not created for that. So well, uh, NCIS, yeah, uh, did uh, the or, Who. Yeah, that was the Who for them. No, so. that was CSI. CSI. I'm sorry, CSI. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, the Friends song was a, a hit. Yeah, yeah, it was a hit. Exactly. Who did uh, that again? Who was the, the band? Rembrandt. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it was followed second place by the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have okay. known that. Even like my kids are are into that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Even at this point, huh? <laughs> my son is like the Fresh Prince of. Oh, what did he, what did he say? Belair. A Belair. <laughs> Belair. Fresh Prince of Belair. Yeah, my kids, they don't know that show from mm-hmm. Adam, and they they love that song. So, yeah. uh, also, Cheers was third. Yeah. Us, so, that, that did well. Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, though, it's Still. weird that Gilligan's Island would, would be on the list, with, and the Brady Bunch would not. I know. I'm surprised. My favorite is Different Strokes. I love that theme song. That's an Alan Thick song, is it not? Is it really? I, I, I mean, think I, it is. That used to be a go-to of mine. At, well, uh, the world don't, don't move to the beat of just one drum. What, what might, might be right for you, you may, may not, not be right for some. A man is born. <laughs> He's a man of needs. Everybody. Come on. long come too. But they got nothing, nothing but, but jeans. But they today. got different, different strokes it takes. Different strokes it takes. Different strokes rule the world. Everybody's yeah. got a special kind of story. Everybody, everybody finds a way to shine. It don't matter that you got what? What? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's easier to sing when the music yes, playing. That was good. No, that's good. That was good, though. You were going for it. Yeah, you went deep on that. The, you went uh, two knuckles the, deep. The girls were dancing, Casey. Oh, so we're not. Of it. Have what? you guys ever seen that TV show? Different oh, they have. <laughs> They're nodding. All, right. oh, all of them. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay. We have a girls. You know, if you look at the opening credits to this, and they've done it, they did it as a. Uh, they did one of those recutting oh, of, the, of the. Music right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> use this, and and it shows. <laughs> basically, it looks oh like God. Mr. Drummond is a pedophile well, yeah. <laughs> kidnapping two black kids from the street and taking them back to his <laughs> apartment to do with him what he will. Have you ever seen it, Kathy? No. Oh my music. God. <laughs> It's chilling. It's freaking. And you know what? I need to go back and and review some of those because there there are ones that do the opposite of that. They take the movie The Shining, yeah, and make it, and uh, they turn it into like a a beautiful rom com. I've seen that, or or a family film. Yeah, that one's good. So they've they've done some treatments on that. So this survey was done by uh, conducting U.S. consumers over a thousand of them, and also tied with Gilligan's Island was uh, Friends. Yeah, uh, the, which is the the Rembrandts. I'll be there for you, and that was actually a hit, as we said before. Yeah. Now they also did uh, memorable film scores. Did you see that? I um, yes, I, I, I didn't go deep on that, but I saw what was at the number one spot. Yeah. What would you guys say would be like like a movie Star theme Wars? or score? Yes, Casey, it's number one. Sorry, oh, I didn't mean so, that no, 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 no. You, you were asked. That got twenty four percent of the votes. Almost a quarter of people surveyed cited that as the most memorable. What are uh, how what percentage are John Williams scores at the top? Yeah, it's probably Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Nope, nope, uh, it's just the one. Oh. Uh, so, because after that 007. is... 007? Nope, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Okay. Well, BGs. Uh, yep, so Night Fever, yeah. Night Fever. Stay alive, stay alive. Or stay alive, I guess. Ah, 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 ah. Stay alive. You know what that needed? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing! One for 13%. But that's not a theme song. It's not like uh, when the movie started, it was like, no, uh, no. Right. Like, that's- We're Dirty Dancing! Dirty Dancing! <laughs> Uh, by the way, I saw. He's right, that. though. There's no, there's no dirty dancing theme. No, there's there are songs within Dirty Dancing that yeah. are songs. By the way, I heard, well, that- I saw on a commercial the other day for some food product. Uh, they used Hungry Eyes from that soundtrack. Oh, as well. oh yes, yeah. Hungry Eyes. She, what's that other? She's like the wind. Hungry Eyes. I mean, my favorite song from that movie is this one. <laughs> I love this. Who's this hula hana of come on? I want a hula What were the hits from this the soundtrack? You had that? You had you had the um, you had hungry eyes. You had time in my life. Those were the two biggies, right? The, and then, and then, then was, she's uh, like the wind. She's like the wind was in that as and well. And that's Patrick Swayze singing that, oh, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, yeah. They but, had so many hits that were already songs. And yeah. It what, was such a popular um, album that they made two of them. What was the one? Uh, hey, lover boy. Remember when there yeah. there were? Uh, How do you uh, call your lover boy? Lip syncing that one. I simply say. What was that? I simply say, baby. Oh, that's yeah. That's my sweet baby. Uh, here you go. We oh, have the geez, list. Do you remember the uh, the Dirty Dancing tour that happened? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Be My Baby, Hungry Eyes, uh, Stay. Oh, from the Zodiacs. Oh. Is that? Oh, won't you stay? Uh, and then it says yes. There, there were more songs in this. What's yes. Yeah. Wait, what's yes? I don't know. It, but it was by Mary Clayton. So yes. what is yes? Marissa's going to have to find it yeah. and send it over to us if she can. So I God, you know, I, I but that somebody... was a big, big soundtrack. Oh, and they huge. they tried to. I, there was a radio station promotion that I, some friends just for a kitschy fact were trying to drag me to mm-hmm. the Dirty Dancer, the Dirty Dancing Dancers. It was a the Jones Beach. The, yes. And it was nobody from the movie. Did you just, go? No. Oh, it, was, God, it, was, it was like a whole bunch of the... the <laughs> I don't even know. Who even know what the relation to the actual movie was? But, uh, I was in seventh grade when that movie came out. And I remember kids on on, on the bus listening to that record uh, because it was so popular. And it was such a resurgence for that type of music, for that style of music, and for that age of music. Well, music really? That they had a, they put out a second record. The Big Chill was, you know, I think Similar. Two, two years prior to that. And that, I, I mean, that was an entire summer that I lived off of that soundtrack. Um, so we're looking at the the track listing here for Dirty Dancing. Hey, baby. Hey, hey, hey baby. baby. Was that it? No. Different I one? I want to know. Um, Overload. Don't know that one. Off the title. I'm sure we know every single yeah. one of these songs. Love is Strange. I think that's the one, Kathy. Hey, love a boy. Okay. Why don't you come over here, little... Uh, hey, where... boy. <laughs> My name is Manthe. Why don't you come over here and let... I'm dirty dancing all over your face. (laughs) Just don't try not to move. Don't move. This hurts. (laughs) Now now do the lift. We're filthy dancing. I'll lift you up. Remember that remake? Yeah. The remake for Tosh. Wait, remember when she has the watermelon? What's playing then? When she's crossing the bridge, is that what this uh, that yes song is? Hey, watermelon man! Uh, 
She goes, I carried a watermelon. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or is it when she was practicing on the uh, Oh, dancing? maybe that's it. Yeah, that no, no, when she's one. practicing. Yeah. That's Hang what I'm on. thinking. Here's, uh, this is yes. Oh, no. It's not an oldie. Oh, my God. How, oh, so 80s. How much more 80s can you get than that? Is this when she's practicing? I don't think so. You how far dis- these songs out? How disposable does this music sound? And the music could have gone this way. Running into the night. <laughs> everything will be all right. Feeling the pain of love. <laughs> but this is Mary this Clayton. This like my calling. Yeah. Mary Clayton sang on uh, Gimme Shelter. The uh, oh, my God. Yeah, with with yeah. Uh, Mick Jagger. On, she was the one wailing like her. in yeah. the background. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's the female lead on Gimme Shelter. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, there was something I was going to bring up about uh, Dirty Dancing, and uh, I don't remember. Anyhow, it's so dirty. It ranks up there, and then uh, James Bond, Casey, also earned eleven percent in the most memorable film scores, and I think that that would be probably just the, the theme, James Bond theme, you know, as opposed to because every every movie had its own song, right. which was pretty cool. The one movie where that theme did not appear was the was Doctor No, the original. Okay. All right, yeah. what was, don't kill me, what was the theme? Oh, okay, okay. Got it. There it is. Right, 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 okay. That's the James Bond theme. Got it, got it. James Bond. I love when she comes out. She's so sweet. Um... So yeah, these are these are the ones that uh, the people most remember, uh, and and yeah, Steve, I was surprised as far as the television themes. Yeah, the, the Brady Bunch would have been oh, on there. You're right. What about uh, Mission Impossible? Is that on there? Because that is a great. Yeah. That's just an instrumental. It's not a, a song song, but it is a theme song. And and if Star Wars and all those are making the grade, well, and originally remember that was a TV show theme song. Mm. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Where that came from. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Beth Ann says that it was Wipeout that was playing when. Uh, she, She's when, baby, when baby was on the bridge. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. White mouth. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally applicable to any song. It absolutely is. All right, so uh, let me see. What else was I going to mention to you? One more quick thing, and then we, we got to get ready for our birthday box. So I want to make sure that we're on time that for that. box, good day as well. Should we take a break now? Hmm, or? Let me just, um, mm, I don't know. Okay. What do you got there? Uh, this and that. Okay, we'll go with this, not okay, that. Okay, all right, this and that. I'm trying to find something that ties into what we were already hey talking about. Hey, lover. Yeah. <laughs> hey, lover boy. Hey, hey lover boy. Did you ever find that song? Uh, baby. baby. No. That was pretty good, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Both of you together Well, like you that. know, we're we trying to start oh. up the River Valley vocal band again. Here's a musical-related thing. Casey, can you see if we have this clip? I asked for Marissa for it uh, on Monday, I think, and we never got this to it. This one right here? She got beautiful boobies. No. No? No, that's not it. All right. There's a version of this where the crowd is singing it, uh, and uh, it was a Green Day show. Yep, got it. And uh, I, where was this? I lost part of the story that I had here, but Green Day... Uh, before they took the stage, you know, sometimes you go see bands, they just have some music playing to kind of, you know, have a yeah. little um, yeah. I at- love it. atmosphere. And sometimes it's it's really great. Uh, I remember Paul McCartney, when I went to see him, his pre-show role was uh, cover songs of Beatles. So it was other bands doing oh. Beatles songs and stuff like that. And it was kind of neat. It kind of got you in that Beatles 
theme, that frame of mind ready to go without hearing the songs and kind of ruining it for you. It was, you know, it was like reggae versions of Beatles songs and, and different styles. I like that. I thought it was really, really cool. And then when I went to ELO, they were doing something similar. They were playing songs of that genre that kind of got you in the mood ready to go. So anyhow, Green Day uh, was uh, was having some music role and Bohemian Rhapsody came on. And it was a, it was like, it was a huge venue. It was like 60,000 people or something like that. For Green Day. Uh, yeah. And this is them singing along to wow. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> the whole thing, I'd ask yeah. for it at a certain spot and then to take it from there after. So. How far into it, I'm go. uh, I got like halfway into it or something. Uh, yeah. All right. In my original email, I think I said that unless I bet. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, because <laughs> they really start getting into it later. All right, let's try it there, Case. Let's see how. When you're in a crowd yeah. and, and a and a sing along happens uh, when it, when it's unexpected, you know, when it's not when the band is on, uh-huh. and then or, one, light, one light hits the stage, I come out, <laughs> 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 and it happens at sporting events every now and yeah, then too. People I love just that. Start singing a song, well, which is awesome. Right yeah. after uh, Tom Petty had passed away, uh, I won't back down was a big thing that they they played it at uh, the Gator Stadium uh, for University of Florida. And then same thing happened up here in, in uh, at the link, and everybody was singing, "Hey, baby!" And it was awesome. What I want to know <laughs> <laughs> what is the big, big stadium song now? Uh, probably White Stripes. Um, Seven oh, Nation Seven, Army. Seven Nation Army. Army. Yeah, because because uh, bands can play like a, a college right. band. And so, and the if there's a hundred thousand people and it's a relatively simple melody, they can all sing along to it without sort of stepping on one another. It was too shy, shy by Kaja Gugu. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. It's a great song. It is a good song. <laughs> hush, hush. And then they tried Never Ending Story, which Lamar, yeah. the lead singer, <laughs> Kaja Gugu split off and did that for uh, the right. movie, but it just it didn't take. It just did not take. So anyway, I thought you that try, was you cool. hope. <laughs> all right, listen, we should take a break and uh, come back in a moment because we got a few things going on. We're going live on Fox Good Day. We have our birthday bucks uh, word that we got to get to you, a chance for going $1,000. And we have uh, five lovely ladies on our honey cam this morning. This is Gabriella, Dominique, Morgan, Alexa, and Alexander, and they're having a good time. You can watch them. We have a meet and eat today, so we've got uh, Salon, Saloon, 151, not Saloon, Salon. <laughs> salon. Got it. Ert and Bernie. <laughs> no, it's Bernie and Ert. Damn it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, the B-File is coming up, too. Stay with us. Here comes the MM Army. Thursday from 7 to 9, the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour takes over Saloon 151, 15 West Gay Street in Westchester. Catch the big game, win Eagles tickets, and an autographed helmet courtesy of Bud Light. Bud Light Philly special t-shirts and meet Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show. Visit WMMR.com slash Philly Philly to see when the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour is coming to your neighborhood. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. So we're going to go on uh, Fox 29, and after that, we will do the birthday bucks word because it will be right at about 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. So uh, make sure that you are prepared. Get yourself set. Get the app ready or get ready to go online because I'm going to give you 
uh, what you need to know to win $1,000. Come up in a moment. Music means we're going on Fox. Here we go. Hey, President Steve, listen to this. First of all, welcome. Uh, How are you? Uh, pretty darn good. You know, Long time uh, no see. Yes. You know, we all know what a nanny is. Well, now there's something called a super nanny. So the super nanny would take care of the kids during the day. Then when the mom and dad got home, they would take care of the parents. Let me give you examples of what they would do. Uh, daily blowouts. Um, well, what is that again? Excuse me. Uh, well, what was that? No, they, uh, they would blow out the mom's hair. You know. Oh, I, I, I figured dad would be first in that line. <laughs> and then maybe uh, a neck massage or something for the dad. Oh. And then uh, maybe even they might have a yoga certification to do a yoga class for the whole family. What do you think? I, it sounds like hell on earth if I was the person doing all that. Oh, yeah, I right? thought you were going to say. They, yeah, the, yeah if it were your job. Yeah, I say, can, can't you folks get it together for a second without someone helping you? That's awesome, though. If I had the money, mm -hmm. can't say I wouldn't do that. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, you basically, you could have, but do you want, don't you want someone who specializes in the adult stuff, and then maybe you have two teams? Maybe you're so wealthy that you have a constant changing shifts of people, and everyone has their own personal attendant, because you're basically having... Well, Butlers and nannies. That's what it sounds like. It sounds That's like a butler. Yeah, remember, like a butler. Do you remember Mr. French from uh, Mr. Family Mr. French, Affair? Sebastian Cabot. There you go. That Wait, big slob. You butlers give massages? What? Butlers give massages? No, but prostitutes will. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Yeah. Kathy. I want one. Would, would you ever hire this type of nanny? And I, that, I didn't have to be a woman, I guess. It was no. nannies. Now, you know, I mean, listen, it sounds wonderful. Uh, no, I don't think in reality you could you could do that. I mean, th that's that's a long day. When, do the, when does the person get a break? I mean, even if you get uh, an all pair, they have to work a certain amount of hours and then you have to give them that's true. a certain amount of hours off. They're not they can't work all day long. And then we're doing all that work because then there's always a debate. Do you get one that's good looking or, you know, how do you define? Oh, I see where you're going with this, Alex. You... No, but there, are, <laughs> there are people that have live-in help. Sure. I mean, if, if they're that wealthy, you okay. know, they live there too. There know? are even right. some people that chain them to walls and don't let them leave. <laughs> mm -hmm. But technically, even if you have a live-in, you have to give, they, they can't work 24 hours a day. Okay. No. Who yeah, says? No. Really? <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 too long, I think. But the wealthy, yeah, very super wealthy, are doing this anyway, I think, yep. at some level. Yeah, I like it. Right? Yeah, I'm Just on board. Just real, uh, real quick for Kathy again. Do you ever go to those blowout bars, which I find fascinating? Women will go and pay another person to blow out their wet hair. Uh, listen, Mike, I go to the same place. I don't go to an actual blowout bar, but the hair salon I go to, yes, I have been there just to have my hair blown out. I do it all the time. Kathy's here, everyone. We're going to blow out her hair. She's awesome. Jeez. <laughs> Kathy, we'll see you Friday for our uh, salute to the military. That's yes, right. Mike, Alex, I'll see you guys there. Okay. We're very excited. Bye-bye, guys. We'll see ya. Mm -hmm. Love you. Uh, we saw them yesterday. Uh, Steve and I went by uh, to go and film an episode of the Q Show, which will air today, by the way. Yes. Uh, and I need, what time does that air on Fox 29? If somebody could be fine out, that'd be awesome, because we're going to be well, on there today. I think and we ran in. We ran into uh, to Mike and uh, Alex while we were walking through the halls, and uh, we, you know, we do this weekly, but we don't get a chance. We on occasion we get to see each other in yeah. the flesh, so it was kind of nice to run into. We saw guys. Hank. Yeah, we saw Hank in the halls, and, and then but. Uh, 
Yeah, Mike's a great guy, and Alex is is wonderful. But she is dealing with the you know the, the vocal issue. Yeah. She's got to got to baby her uh, her yep. voice a bit. Yep. So she was speaking very quietly. Yes. Yes. But uh, it was nice. Uh, so anyhow, we're going to be on uh, on the queue today on uh, Q's show. Um, Fox 29. So if you watch it, make sure you check it out today. We did a, a fun little segment with him yesterday. Uh, hey, we got to do this. It's 8 o'clock. MMR's birthday box. Birthday box. This is simple, gang. You go to your WMMR app or you go to WMMR.com and you click on the birthday box part two link. And here's what you do. You enter this word. The word for today or for the hour, the 8 o'clock hour, is program. P-R-O-G-R-A-M, program, and you have until 8.15 to enter it via WMMR's mobile app or WMMR.com. And one winner selected at random and will win $1,000 in this company-wide contest. So good luck to you. It's program. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by CF Logistics, LLC. It's expanding in their it's expanding their fleet and looking for professional drivers to join their family-owned company. Apply today at cflogisticsllc.com. That's cflogisticsllc.com. A West Virginia man who police say beat his mother with a spatula after huffing paint is facing, facing a malicious wounding charge. Uh, 30-year-old Glenn Allen Kasdorf was arrested Friday. The complaint says police responded to a complaint Thursday of a domestic incident. Mom, trying to huff paint! With injuries and found Kastorf in their front yard with a large amount of silver paint on his face. Look at this picture. And hands as well. And he also had a large steel bar as well. I know. He looks like a bizarre Oompa Loompa. Yep. Uh Dude, that's like Charlie Day. In, that, exactly. Yes. Huffing the paint around his oh face. And that's what happens. Police say that his mother was inside the home. She had a head wound. Uh, he was taken to the regional jail. Online records don't indicate whether he has an attorney or not. Well, thank God he didn't have a knife. Yeah. A man is wanted by police after being filmed sending his daughter inside of what's called a barber cut light cabinet. And this is one of those prize cabinets that you can buy or you can you can win prizes. She was able to get her hands on some of the prizes and retrieve them before the pair, he and another child believed to be the man's son, left the scene. So he got, you know, you've heard of these kids getting stuck inside a crane machine. Yes. This guy put his daughter inside the machine to go get the stuff. Security at the mall in New Hampshire were alerted to the man's scheme by a hostess at a restaurant opposite the machine who told the site two people came in and I heard them say that's so unsafe. What is so this I thing out, again? I went outside and all I saw was the toddler's head peeping out of the front of the machine. Uh, the man says uh, the man made off with multiple prizes, among them a Nintendo Switch and a Game Boy DS. So I'm, 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 I don't know exactly what this device is that you're talking about this so there's all kinds of things, Steve, where, like, lights will move around. You try to time it to where the this one light will light up. Or you've seen these, so these prize cabinets okay. where, you, where you can win some pretty decent stuff. You can win an Xbox. You can win all kinds of things. I actually have it. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyhow. Uh, wow. Local police are now asking for help. Uh, from the public to locate the man. Yeah, there you go. That's one of them. You've never oh, seen I'd that? Probably, I'd probably walk right past and not realize that's what it is. Yeah, so mm. this guy got his daughter inside of there <laughs> and managed to get a Nintendo Switch and a Game Boy DS, and uh, they are looking for him now. Get in there. A man was arrested at a Northern Virginia grocery store after he was seen pulling down his pants 
and rubbing produce items on his buttocks. Mm, yeah, these are fresh. <laughs> the suspect then put the items back on the shelves. A loss prevention employee at the store told authorities. Officers arrested uh, Manassas resident Michael Dwayne Johnson. Michael Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Uh, Johnson is facing charges of indecent exposure and destruction of property. He's uh, obviously working himself too much. Uh, the store had to destroy several pallets of produce after the incident. Because they were rubbed on the guy's ass, right? Yeah, because of that. <laughs> A police spokesperson person did not have information on what type of produce Johnson allegedly defiled, although she said in a police report that uh, they did mention it was fruit. But you wonder, you wonder in his mind, or what's what's being tripped, what erotically is working for him by rubbing a pear on his ass? Something or the other, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is heaven. Firefighters were called after a corpse was spotted floating in water and ended up rescuing an inflatable sex doll instead. Uh, concerned passersby had called police when they saw a suspicious object under a bridge they believed might have been a corpse. Police were unable to identify what the object was. This I don't was know in, her name, but she thanked me with her mouth. <laughs> this was in Upper Austria. Oh. Uh, eight firefighters were then deployed to the site where a rescue vehicle and a barge. Uh, were sent to get up close to the su- the suspected corpse and recover the body, but when they arrived, all were ab- all they were able to do was give the all clear to emergency service colleagues because it turned up that it was a naked blow up doll. She must have been terrified when she died; her mouth was wide open. Uh, it's not the first time a sex doll has been rescued after being mistaken for a real woman. In July 2016, police were called to an apartment in Amsterdam after neighbors became concerned that a lingerie-clad woman had been seen standing for a long time in a window. Look at this hideous thing, Preston. When, oh my God! It, so they've they've tr- they've made what they ab- ab- believe to be a more accurate head, and it is more accurate than the standard painted on face. But the body it's attached to looks like some sort of shriveled alien thing. Well, it's the, I, think, I know it is deflated a bit, yeah, but the, Jesus, the, the body is inflated. The boobs and the head are you know like hard plastic. It looks like. Oh my so. God! Uh, anyhow, this uh, this one that took place in Amsterdam said uh, she didn't answer the doorbell. Police stormed in the building, expecting to find a dead body, but luckily the woman in question was made of plastic and filled with air. A driving lesson went off the deep end in Maryland when authorities say the car jumped a curb, crashed through a fence, and landed in a swimming pool. Uh, The driver and passenger were uninjured Saturday, albeit soaking wet. Uh, The occupants were a man and a woman in their 50s or 60s, Uh, but it's unclear who was behind the wheel when the driver turned into a diver. Uh, One was teaching... One was teaching the other to drive that afternoon. Oh, well, good job. Uh, The car landed in the North Creek Community Center pool, which was closed for the season, by the way. Now, Uh, if you want to drive into a pool, here's how you do it. uh, The (laughs) the man and woman were standing poolside, having uh, extricated themselves by the time rescuers had arrived. Further details were not immediately released. And then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap it up. A student suffered a gunshot wound to the hand in an accidental shooting at a Huntsville Elementary School Monday morning. Officers Mm. were called to Blossomwood Elementary. The student's injuries were not life-threatening. And uh, the superintendent, uh, Christy, finally said, we never put the campus on lockdown because this was an accident. Uh, She said this in a recorded phone message that was delivered to parents. Once the accident occurred, no other students were in danger. The school was safe and class continued for other students. How did it happen? A student brought the gun from home. A second grader 
Uh, though it's not yet clear to whom the pistol belonged, the shooting happened during gym class when one student was handing the gun to another. Mommy, can I take Daddy's gun into school? All right, but be safe. Uh, the involved students are second graders. The shooting happened in a restroom. Finley said the gun was immediately taken into custody, and the gym teacher sought medical treatment for the injured student. Superintendent says she's working with other school officials to implement a district-wide clear backpack policy so they don't have that problem again. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Uh, reminder, you have about roughly five minutes to get involved with our MMR Birthday Bucks Part 2. The keyword this hour is program. And you have until 15 minutes after 8 to enter it via WMMR's mobile app or at WMMR.com. And one winner selected at random wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. So good luck to you. Do that now. Once again, the word is program. We have Tom Segura on our show in a little while. We're also going to talk to Hassan Minaj. And Hassan has a show on Sunday, and that's our secret text word prize today. So text the word secret to 39333, and we will see if you win a little bit later on. A reminder as well uh, that our friends from Saloon 151 are here. Nick and the MMRB are going to be there in Westchester tomorrow night from 7 to 9 to catch a big game and enter to win Eagles tickets. And an autographed Eagles merchandise and some autographed uh, Eagles merchandise uh, courtesy of Bud Light. So do that tomorrow night, 7 to 9. Join Nick at uh, Saloon 151. We are going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. When you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. By the way, uh, five, actually six, late. well, three right three now. Three now. <laughs> there's, uh, it's vacillating numbers. It's just, uh, it's amazing here. Filled with beautiful women in the studio. Gabriella, Dominique, Morgan, Alexa, and Alexandra. And who was the latest, Sam? And, uh, no, Maggie joined the Maggie. crew. Sam's behind us over okay. here. She All didn't right. shower this morning, so. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what she said. So okay. She said, apologize. She said she's stinking up a storm. All right, so we have these ladies who are now, which is a good idea. They're they're rotating through the hottie cam yeah. this morning, so feel free to uh, to take a look, and uh, they'll share some uh, some info on their uh, social media accounts and stuff like that. Hey, I, uh, Marissa, this is a last-second thing, or maybe, Casey, you need to do this. Yeah. Somebody texted him. We were playing. I assume they're referring to Viva La Vida, yes. which we were just playing from Coldplay. I assume they're referring to this. Uh, it says, if you speed up the music of this song, it becomes the music from Mario. Really? Mario Brothers, maybe? I, can... I, I can't do that here. Would Marissa be able to do that? Marissa's going to work He can only on slow it down, right? No, but he, he can't do it on... It has to be put onto the Vox Pro I got and, you. Then, and okay. then tweaked with. But, all right, um, all right. So this is the... I don't know. I'd have to hear that sped up. We'll see if Marissa can uh, t- tweak that in a second. I've been playing Mario... Basically really? every single day, yes. Shut up. Because, Is Jace into it? Yes. We got oh. the old school system, the new one that came out, and uh, that's better than uh, Call of Duty and some of those other games, so I let him play Mario. Okay. And, yeah, I've been... Is he, is he I, playing it on the Switch? What is that? The game system? <laughs> it's a handheld. Yeah. Uh, no, very... on, on, no, we played on the TV. Oh, you got the... You, you, well, yeah. We played <laughs> it on Nintendo? <laughs> yes. It's like um, the new, the reboot of it. The you know what? Oh, all right. My kids love the old school games. I mean, I have that video game cabinet that has yeah. all the, the original games, and even, even the old simple ones are still enough to entertain kids, even though they're used to the high, yeah. uh, you know, quality, right. great video games that are available now. They still like the old stuff. It's still fun, you know? How, well, I was the surprised. retro stuff sort of looks like, oh, this is cool. I've never seen something like this yeah. you know it seems art- 
an artistic choice as, as to uh, what they only had to work with back then. And I was surprised that he actually liked it, knowing that, you know, there's all these games out there yeah. that he's seen that are just, you know, amazing to, to play. Uh, he was still into it. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to let this go as long. Cool. As long as I can. Speaking of the old school games, Steve sent me this uh, this story, which I didn't know this, man. You know, Seth Rogen, the actor, yes. the comedic actor. Um, he was on Twitter and made a bit of a revelation. Now, maybe you knew this, but a lot of people on social media did not. And he's talking about the game Duck Hunt. Yes. Which I'm sure we have some sound effects of. I do, I do. If you could uh, have that ready. Um, but um, he had said, and, and this was his uh, his tweet, he said, hot tip that's 25 years late, but I, didn't, <laughs> but I didn't have Twitter back then. In Duck Hunt on Nintendo, the second player controller controls the duck. Anybody um, know that? No, I, and I saw I you know I follow him on Twitter. I saw that yesterday, and it blew my mind. Really? I never knew that. I always thought the computer sy- the system was controlling yeah. that. No. Well, the Apparently, system has to be controlling it. It's if because if yeah. we never knew it, we never did it. It wouldn't move anywhere. Yeah. So I assume it allows if you have the two players there that the second player could control it, the duck. It, it becomes That's a game. Cool. It becomes a more competitive game then. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, we talked a little while back about the technology about duck hunt. Yes. And I can't. I can't remember how it works again. Okay, so they're actual little tiny ducks in your TV. Oh, yeah, oh. no. When you when you pull the trigger, yes. Okay, so the entire cl- the entire screen flashes at the instant of a second, and, yes. and and you barely notice. You just think it's like the muzzle flash, yes. or, it, or it, it portrays that. But what happens, Casey? If I recall correctly, I may be wrong about this, but the entire screen washes out mm-hmm. except for the duck. Okay. And it uh, it will reflect back off of the screen into a, a little, sensor a sensor inside the gun itself. Uh, that's the way I think it works, but you'd have to look that up. Uh, so anyhow, the the way that that uh, Rogan found out about the the fact that the second player controls the duck is he sat on the controller by accident, and he said, "My sister found this out because I sat on the controller, and the duck kept flying into the top right corner." Do you remember what a revelation duck hunt was? Like, how in the F are they able to do this? Knowing that you can control the duck now yeah. is a wholly different angle to the game. Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, there was um, a little bit of a glitch in that game, though, where if you just kind of fired the gun into... I don't remember if, if Your it was oldest like, son would die. <laughs> no, but if you, you fired off to the left, left or Left or right yeah. or whatever, it would automatically kill the duck. There was, it, what is this? You could, yeah, there, Casey's right. You could fire off screen somewhere, and there there was a glitch attached to that, too. And like, the duck would no, just get shot. Yeah, you mm-hmm. weren't aiming anywhere near the wow. TV screen. Yeah, and then I think those were like the, the two games that came with the system, right? With Duck Hunt was what you when you would buy the gun, mm-hmm. you would get Duck Hunt with... The, yes, uh, restraining order. And, uh, no, no, no. Like as an actual, and game, then you Super get the Mario as well. Right? Was there? I, I I never played any other game with that gun. There, uh, yeah, there were a few. I oh, played a game. There? there was a, a there is a game um, which was for the Sega Genesis. Well, it was uh, other systems as well, but um, House of the Dead. But the gun was for Duck Hunt, and then but that you had to buy it separately. Yeah, and that was the game that you would get. But there were other games that came along, but none of them were popular. All right, here's how that works officially. All right, um, uh, while older light guns like the Rayolite rifle emitted beams of light, the Zapper that you used 
and many other recent light guns work by receiving light through a photodiode on or in the barrel and using that light to figure out where on the TV screen you're aiming. Zappa, zappa cool, man. (laughs) Uh, When you point at a duck and pull the trigger, the computer is in the NES, blacks out the screen, and the zapper diode begins reception. Then the computer flashes a solid white block around the targets. That's oh, it's not the right. screen that you're supposed to be shooting at. The photo, uh, the photo diode in the zapper detects the change in light intensity and tells the computer that it's pointed at a lit target block. In other words, you should get a point because you hit a target. And so what that, was the goal that's how it works. in Duck Hunt? Was it just to finish as many boards as possible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because in Super point. Mario Brothers, you could, you could finish the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. finish Duck can you, Hunt, can or is it just duck a high hunt? score? You just keep going. Yeah. So the Duck Hunt manual, Marissa pulled this up, and this is what Marissa does. She yeah. pulls up all the information. Pulls up uh, manuals. It says how to play, and it says in two players, it says uh, the game uh, can also be played with two players. Uh, one player is the hunter. The other player controls the ducks horizontally <laughs> and vertically. How do we never with know this? the control pad, trying to avoid the hunter's shots until the sky color changes. Ducks automatically escape when the sky color changes. Yep, didn't know that. Had no idea. Nope. Right. Oh, okay. I wonder yeah. if I can get that. <laughs> you can I'm sorry? get everything. I wonder if I can get Duck Hunt for the new uh, system that we have. It, which like, you, because you, they come You have already. a retro, it, it's the new retro system. The new retro system. Yeah. So the games come, you know, are already on Already it. loaded, yeah. Uh, but I wonder if I can get Duck Hunt somehow. Huh. Yeah, okay. So I I'd never heard that. No. Pretty cool. <laughs> Nice. All right, you want to go? Uh, to go line one. Case? You line one is a cheat. All right, let me go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? So I just wanted to weigh in on Duck Hunt. Uh, an original hack for the game, you take a magnifying glass and hold it in front of the gun and shoot. You'll shoot the target each time. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> wow, well, this, this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm Look at I'm yeah. cheating. I'm hitting every one of them. <laughs> hey, I won by not playing at all and just telling people I did good. All right. Yeah, right. All right. I didn't know that. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. magnifying glass. Um, in other uh, video game news, this was interesting. Uh, of course, uh, there, you know, there have been games that come along and just take over. They, they just become huge, and they're the sensation. We had the, the Pokemon game a little while back. Yes. World of Warcraft, Minecraft, and now it's Fortnite, obviously. Yep. Uh, that's the latest one. Uh, but Epic Games' massively popular title has just achieved the real brass wing ring in the supposedly life-destroying video game addiction stakes. Specifically, the honor comes in the form of reports stating that more than 200 divorce proceedings have cited the game in their complaints. Fortnite? Fortnite, so Fortnite has been cited as a reason for a divorce. <laughs> Wait, like the... They're playing. Too they're playing much, too much. Or? They're absor- now. They there is a level. We talked about this. There is a legitimate level of addiction. People are being treated for addict. Now there have been addictions to video games before. We've had, you know, in, in the Korean cyber cafes, people will literally starve to death playing World of Warcraft. Right, a- and so um, you know, where it just takes over your life. Uh, Fortnite is definitely uh, well well into that range. Yeah, and so my my son plays it, and he plays it quite a bit. Uh, but too much. Uh, well, we don't. You know, we don't let him get to that point. But we also have a say. Yeah. In, in what he can do and what he can't do. You know, when you're married, yes. it's like, dude, I'm a grown man. You know, tough cookies. Go play Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, so you can't, go to your you, room. You can't tell me what to do. Now, what I have. Um, 
what has happened over the last few weeks is um or month or so is I've taken it away from him for you know bad behavior or, right. or, or whatever and does it work it it has now I feel like uh he is responding more now to demands and requests around the house because it, he knows that that it's a it's a real threat to take it away so he's like okay you asked me to take the dog for a walk I'm gonna go take the dog for a walk right now because I know that if I don't uh, then I won't be able to play this for a couple I of days. I did jazz, old man. Where's my game? Yeah. Also, uh, they're back to school. Yeah. So, you know, in the summertime, playing Fortnite when you're sitting around doing nothing all day becomes something to pass the time. And it becomes something to pass the time for the parents, too. And, you know, if we were, if Ben was home and we were just chilling and he wanted to play Fortnite, okay, that's fine. But now that they're back in school and there's activities and all this other stuff, like the, the amount of time playing is way dropped off. Did you play it, Steve? Fortnite? Yes. I, have, I played it a couple times. It's it's a good game. It reminds me of games I like more that are, you know, um, I, I there are some games I like on that level. Where you're a multiplayer game and you're playing online. There are games I prefer to that. And, it's and not I'm, really I'm, for you, though. Well, like, but it's it's fun. But like, uh, like there's a game that has a similar sort. I think a similar sort of mechanic is um, Far Cry. Uh, or, or uh, you know, it's a shooter. Yeah, but like, but you it know, has a Minecraft element to it as my, well. My son can now, you know, go home, finish his homework first, obviously, uh, and then then he can hop online. He can play with his friends. Yeah, and that's it's like, a social thing. And that, like, so that's something that I didn't have when I was his age. I mm-hmm. listen. I played Nintendo, and we would borrow games, or you know, so and so would come over to my house, or I would go to so and so's house, and you know, like, oh, I'll give you Rad Racer if you give me this, and yeah. you know, um, but now he can just go home. It's like, okay, listen, you know, uh, let's let's all hop online at like four thirty, and, and we can go and and I play, do battles do, together. You don't play much online, do you? Right? Or, not, not at, at all. all. Yeah. I hate it. So I'll, I'll play like I'll jump online and play Call of Duty online. I'll do you know the the the, the war games. I'll hop on and do. And usually it's in free for all mode where you're just running running and gunning and killing. Um, but but yeah, if you're this this has. I mean, what what was it holds the record for the most people playing the game at once? I mean, we're talking millions, maybe forty million at once. It's also kind of parent friendly, which is um, uh, maybe a bit odd to say because it's you know it involves killing other characters, but it's not gruesome kills. Yeah, it's, it's more cartoony, and basically, it's just a giant game of hide and seek with a gun, and you're taking people out, but you're not you know you're not really doing headshots that are nasty. It's not as as not um, as violent. As uh, perhaps another game would be. I don't play online games because my skill is not where it should be to survive more than 10 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Yeah. Every time I respawn. Oh, you, let me tell you something, yeah. little bastards. <laughs> Preston. Steve, it's like uh, from uh, Blazing Sales. Little bastard little shot me in the ass. ass. So my, my so if you leave the, the speakers up, which I do, I'll leave the, you know, to hear to hear some of it. But um, you know you're gonna you don't want to hear that a, that a seven year old murdered you you know in seven seconds. However, uh, Modern Warfare, uh, uh, I was playing and I'm in free for all mode and I was number one. And nice. you could hear a whole bunch of like little kids go son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the new Spider Man game for PS4 and That's I've been great. playing it. I've been playing it for it's several good. days and it's a lot of fun. I really love it. It's just like uh, Spider Man Three, but a little, you know, a lot more to it. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, and so I've been playing it for a few days and uh, starting to get my uh, you know, starting to get my sea legs, starting to be, get my my swinging legs, <laughs> and uh, and feel pretty good. And so my son Parker uh, came down. He's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start a game on there. I go, cool. He goes, you know, why don't you stay? You know, you can kind of show me the the ropes here a little bit while I get started. I said, yeah, but I got to go do this thing for a few minutes. Why don't you play? I'll be, I'll come back down a little bit, and we'll, we'll you know I'll show you what I know. Yeah. And he goes, okay. So I go upstairs. I do my thing. I come down twenty minutes later. 
20 minutes later, <laughs> he's doing stuff I didn't even know existed. On <laughs> he is moving which, with such fluidity uh-huh. that I'm embarrassed at yeah. how I play. He and basically like, beat the game you already. You <laughs> son of a bitch. I just, you know, some people are just good at it. Yeah. They're just really good at whatever. They're just great at that. I have decent hand-eye coordination, but... I just like I feel like an old man when I'm doing that. My favorite, my favorite game to play. Uh, you know, I, I love the uh, the, um, uh, the the shooters, the 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 Call of Duties, the Battlefields, the yeah. uh, all that stuff. They're uh, you know the the Ghost Recons, the uh, even the Modern Warfare stuff, to Preston, which you don't like as much because it, you, you got it. Yeah. You know, you got a weapon, you run, you do what you need to do. I uh, I I have played Fortnite. I enjoyed it. I'm not like uh, I'm addicted. A, no, but well, I could see. You know, yeah. I, I was enjoying it, but like when you're playing and you have like three kids around the house that are watching you play, they want to play too. So it's you don't really get to play all that. Although I, we have it on like every system. So, um, but I am a camper, right? So I don't I don't actively go out and hunt. Like uh, what I like to do. I don't is, know what that means. It means I go and hide in places and let other people kill people, and then. You go running out and go after them. <laughs> yeah, well, I just kind of wait there, you know? Well, so there's, okay. there's, I can last to, like, top ten, but I haven't to, killed anybody. They used to years ago, and it was a glitch that was in many games, where you, all you have to do is hang out where the respawn area mm-hmm. was uh-huh. and just pick people off as they respawned. But, they, you know, the games got wise, and they staggered the points at which you come back into the game. And there are a-holes like that. I remember playing laser tag, and... You know, you get shot in laser tag, and and it's got to reset. It's got to reset, and this just stand there, just stood there, That's and like, cool. and I'm walking down the hall, and he's just standing behind me, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, dude, like, what's the fun in that? You know, so you turn around and kick them in the balls. Yeah, I wanted Should to, have. I wanted to, but seven year old. Yeah, I'm gonna laser tag your balls with my foot. I have an anonymous caller uh, commenting on Fortnite, and the reason we got into this is because apparently there were 200 divorces. This was in the UK. I'm sorry, so. 200 divorces <laughs> cited Fortnite as the reason for the divorce. If that's there, yeah, we've imagine. got a few more people here. Imagine the numbers here. Yeah. Uh, anonymous caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, look what it is. <laughs> look what it is. <laughs> so what's your story? Uh, I pretty much play Fortnite basically until I fall asleep at night. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, but I also stream on Twitch. Okay. All right. I have 2,000 followers. How many followers do you have? 2,000 followers. Oh, wow. Okay. Why? Hey, Preston, does your son have a Twitch account? Does... I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. And why are you staying anonymous in this phone call? <laughs> because my work is listening and says my wife. <laughs> ah, <laughs> wife. So she okay. has no idea that you're spending this amount of time doing this? She has no idea. Okay. No kidding. Uh, so she, she doesn't have an issue with you playing then? Or she doesn't she know would. that you're playing at all? She would if she knew that I was playing until 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and See, it's starting to get away from you a little and, bit. Yeah, and that's the question. Do you think you're doing it too much? I I definitely am doing it too much. Because, Next thing you uh, know, they'll be divorced. Wow, man. So what are you going to do about it? Probably take some NyQuil. Yeah. Take some NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so can or you- introduce her to someone. So when can you start monetizing your Twitch account stuff, right? You know, like how many followers do you need to have in order for you to become the next ninja? Well, Nick Murphy would probably be be able, is the word I'm trying to say, give you the the, the skinny on that. Like uh, Lizzie uh, Rose, who is uh, in our calendar Mm -hmm. this year. Yes, I do follow her. Yeah, she's very active on Twitter. But, of course, she, you know, she's also doing the the, the sexy thing as well. And she's got sort of a a cool look to her. Does she make money doing that? I don't think anybody knows. No, does she? Does somebody who's popular and right. uh, better looking than you, Anonymous, <laughs> make money doing it? 
Yeah, yes, there is a uh, there's a few Twitch people that actually make probably close to a half million dollars a year playing it. Okay. Half a million dollars. Uh, I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, what's a Twitch account? You uh, actually I, I watch people play video games. You're watching you're watching people play games, and as people sometimes they're at expert level. Yeah. And you're and sometimes you're just watching just to sit there, and as if you're watching a movie, well, you or you're that. watching to pick up tips. You can do that on YouTube. Right. Yes. Yes. People actually give people tips to or or, or but of a. Two thousand coins or something, which leads to like ten dollars. Okay, so that's how you make all the money right there. But this is live. You're it's watching live, play live. Yeah. Okay, so you sit back right. and watch and play live. Okay. Yeah, we've talked on the show uh, in the past about that guy Ninja. There's also this guy Ali A, and um, they are multimillionaires because of Twitch and because of video games, mm-hmm. and they, they specialize in Fortnite. And my brother, I mean, my uh, son watches these Ali A videos on YouTube all the time, yeah. and they, he's got millions and millions of followers. Are wow. there, like, popular Twitch followers who are actually terrible at video games? Because that would be my forte. Right, that you're, oh, you yeah. stink. <laughs> my cousin. Your cousin. <laughs> cousin. There you go. There you go. All right, well, good luck with your addiction, man. Hope Thank your you. marriage survives. <laughs> Do you remember when we walked in, Preston, it was at the, uh, the truck. It was the gamers' convention. It was one particular game. It was one or two... Yeah, it was. Um, um, what was Smash it? Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, man. Yeah. You had some hardcore players there. Yeah, and it was just raucous. There were tons of people there. It's up on this gigantic movie screen. Yeah, uh, where they're playing, and it was uh, it was super competitive, and they they took it really really seriously. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. It was so fast, yeah. so yeah. fast. Yep. I will uh, watch my son play uh, Fortnite for you know sometimes. And it's fun, you know, because then you, like, you, you try and help them out. Like, oh, yeah. man, I, see, I think I see somebody over there. Yeah. yeah. You can have a co-pilot. Yeah. My wife used to, before we had kids and, and I would play um, Resident Evil, she'd kind of be my co-pilot. I would yeah. play it and she'd be like, oh, you know, turn that switch and then go in that room and blah, blah, blah. And so on. I'm like, yeah, that's it. You know, it was great. great. My I wife. I love that. Freaks. Especially when the when I was playing Silent Hill and the music would start. She, and you have I'd have it in surround sound and the whole thing. and. She'd have to leave. It was too tense. Yeah. <laughs> One of uh, the girls on the webcam has a Twitch account, apparently. Really? Yeah, come over to the microphone. Uh-huh. Do you want to go in the air? Yeah. Here, come here. Come on up. Come here. Yeah, the one with the Twitch yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, come on. All right, right over there. What's your name, by the way? Gabby. This is Gabby. All right, and you Hello. have, so you have a Twitch account. Yes. You have a lot of followers? Do. How many followers? Probably one. What? <laughs> Probably one. What game do you play? What do you specialize in? Or Honor. For honor, okay, I don't even know what not familiar. Is. What? So Vikings, it would be samurai um, and knights. Okay. So you'd be battling for lands. Okay. okay. Is, so it's like what? Is it one of these um, these aerial games with with um, uh, you're, you're seeing massive armies move against each other? Or yes. okay, I've yes. seen those. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot of apps the like strategy that. games, strategy right. games like like almost like Stratego or chess from an, yeah. an aerial view. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's right. cool. Do you have a Do you have a, a a handle or whatever a screen name that you want to give out so people can check it out? Uh, you don't have to. <laughs> with my one follower. I mean, Actually, if you want more followers, playing right behind you right now is for honor. Okay. Well, that's uh, okay. a little different, like a... though. That's that's a little bit more. That that's actually a uh, that's a third person view. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's uh, yeah, that's actually a, a little bit catapults and crap. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, all kinds of people. We could have gotten her a second uh, follower, but... Uh, she, oh, yeah, she, she didn't, didn't want to give, she she give the name. One, yeah, one fine. follower. Whatever, could have gotten her a few hundred right now, probably. But, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, well, anyhow... Uh, oh, 
What? This all started with uh, Viva oh, La Vida yeah. and Super Mario. You got it? And Where? we have it. Sped up a, a texture. It said that it sounds yeah. like uh, Mario Brothers or one of the Mario games. Yeah, so, so I think Marissa put them side by side. All right, let's, uh, let's do this. It's close. In the realm, yeah. uh, rhythmically. Do you think it's a ripoff? No. It's a ripoff. No. It is. No, it's not. No, they, no, no, no. no. They pace the same. No, no, no. It's the same rhythm. Yeah. It's not the same melody. With it. It's exactly the same song. <laughs> it's the exact same yeah. rhythm. Do you know where the streets exactly have no the name is a ripoff of Tetris, the theme? <laughs> Different Tetris themes were there not? It was one of them is an actual Russian um, mm-hmm. classic. I used to, to love playing. that. Oh, I, yo, so I played it so much, and then when I was uh, on the swim team with the tiles, tiles at the bottom were, it, it of the was pool, life. it was like everything. You know, <laughs> bathroom tiles, uh, the bathroom yep. tiles. Yep, yep. You, you see, you see, it in every every geometric image you could see, you would start to play Tetris on it. My indicator that I was playing a game too much, and this only happened a few times, is when I would dream yeah. about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, Medal yeah. of Honor. Medal of Honor was when I think both you and I had the same thing. I think it was the, uh, we were playing, you played to like sunrise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or you know what would, do, what seeps into your mind? The uh, the puzzle solving in the Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider games. There was a Tomb Raider. It, was, it wasn't it was the the last one. It was actually before I even moved to Philadelphia, but they had done an updated version of, uh, or no, I'm sorry, it was Pitfall. They did, Pitfall. A, they did an updated version of Pitfall. And I played it for so many hours that I dreamt about it. And I woke up and I'm like, I felt bad for some yeah, yeah, reason. Like, you know? well, you feel like, like an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my God. Exactly. Oh, and it's not like in the movies. That's when you got to take a break. Where, like, you have a revelation in your sleep and you wake up and you yeah. go, oh, my God, I got it. Yeah. And then you run over to the video game and you beat it. No. That's not it. Doesn't happen that way. No. Um. So, anyhow. All right. Well, uh, keep in mind, it can get away from you if you're not careful. So, just, uh, just ruin your marriage. Be careful, if you will. Let's take a break. Let's come back in a moment because we are scheduled to have Tom Segura on the program. Yes. And he is playing at the Miriam Theater, uh, a fourth show sold out, by the way. And then later on at 10, we're going to have a some uh, menage on. He's got a show at a second show after the first one was sold out at the Miriam Theater as well this weekend. It's amazing. And there are uh, tickets up for grabs for that Hassam Minaj show via our secret text word. So text word secret to 39333. You just might win. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. What better way to get back into the swing of things than with a relaxing massage or rejuvenating facial? With 50 locations right in this area, you're sure to find a relaxing spa experience. Introductory services are just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com to find a location near you. Are you ready for love? Well, if you're in love and you're ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. His Ready for Love collection of engagement rings are ready to go and ship immediately for free, all at the perfect price. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. 
Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, uh, clearly, the uh, the Pipples of Philadelphia love this next guest. Yeah, there's no question about yeah. that. We love this next guest, but yeah. they've had to add a fourth show wow. uh, for him at the Miriam Theater. It'll be November 17th. Do you mean the newly renamed Tom Segura Theater? <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> that would be the yeah. one. Yeah. They're, they're going to raise a banner that right. night uh, when he comes. No, but uh, a fourth show now, uh, November 17th at uh, 1030 p.m. You can get tickets at uh, KimmelCenter.org, but let's... Uh, Let's welcome the man, Tom Segura, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Tom. Hey, man. I wish you had a hottie cam on me right now. <laughs> Ooh, what, what would we see? We would see uh, boxers that are a little old and um, not much else. Ah. Well, I got to tell you, I am turned on. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when you, are you a, a porky pig in it kind of guy? Are you a, you're around that he's just boxers and no shirt? When, when, when we catch Tom Segura for his, uh, his photo shoot <laughs> at home, the sexy shoot, what are we most likely to catch you in? Oh, there's no shirt. There's, no shirt. <laughs> no shirt. There's a little bulge and there's not much more. <laughs> wow, there you go. You know what? I had read that you had a son in July. Is that your only child, or do you have others? No, this is number two, man. This oh. is number two. But honestly, I um, I got to tell you, I don't know how. Do you have multiple kids? Yes, a few of us do. Yeah, it's like it's it's amazing how there's so much panic with number one. Yeah. <laughs> That with number two, I forget that he's alive. <laughs> he's even alive. Yeah. I'm so much more relaxed about it. I, I literally walk by the kitchen, and he'll be in, a, like, a, a, a little swing in there. And I'm like, I forgot that we made you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, my, 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 uh, my sister-in-law, Tom, has nine and, oh my god! Yeah. So, and at a certain point, um, the she's basically having a staff to take care of the k- kids she was having down the line. They all just take care of each other. So, and sometimes one will be on fire, and she'll pat out the fire with the, one of the other kids. Right. You know, so it's like, but but in, she's right. She had twins out of the gate, and she was just panic stricken. And, and so, uh, we, I don't have kids. But I've seen, and the parents all seem to have the, the same sort of take on it. Eventually, you got it. You're cool. And when you remember people like Tommy Lee has kids, uh, <laughs> right? You got to figure it's it's manageable. Is uh, is something uh, bothering this lady that she continues to have? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And you know what? She does kids right, though. Sometimes you'll you'll say to people, and you'll see, like, you need to stop having these these uh, ne'er do wells. But all her kids are wonderful. So it's Irish Catholic, right? Irish Catholic, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow. So listen, Tom. Four shows, dude. That's uh, does this happen to you in every city? Do you get this a lot? I mean, it's it's you know, I've been very fortunate um, lately, but Philly is definitely in the in my you know top top five or top three probably cities. So it's. I'm very lucky. I, I got to thank Philly for always being good to me. No, I got to thank you for just putting a, a great um, show up on, on the stage. I, I uh, recently saw your Netflix special, and I'm, and I'm hoping that um, that you're you're ramping up to to record another one. Is that is that the case? That is that would be the goal. Yeah. So um, I haven't uh, reached out to them yet, but um, this yeah this this should be. Uh, this will lead to a tour that goes into hopefully just shooting another special. What 
crazy kind of Valhalla has uh, Netflix turned out to be for uh, for comedians? I mean, it's it's when you think of years ago, you know, the real estate on on television was incredibly limited, and now if you have if you're if you're a Tom Segura and you have a product that's worthwhile, they give you a shot. Is is it is it an effortless deal uh, or pretty much effortless dealing with Netflix? I mean, Netflix has been incredibly supportive and cool to me. I mean, I know that, um, you know, uh, a lot of comics want to get one on there, and then you just kind of wait and see. There's, You don't know just by getting one on there if it'll work out. you got to get one on there, and it has to find an audience. Right. Uh, you know, that that part is like... It's up to the gods. You don't you don't figure that part out. But if you're lucky enough to get an audience from it, then it's uh, it's a great you know great experience. Yep. The, only, the only thing you got to worry about now is, um, of course, every day there's a new professionally offended person that's going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is are you are you having to? Um, you don't impress me as a kind of guy who 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 suffers. Um, you know, concerns for being PC uh, too much, but is it is it something that you you do have to, regardless, entertain to some level? I mean, I'd never really thought about it. I guess I'm, what I'm more surprised by now is like the level of just hysteria out there. I mean, yeah, it's too hyperbolic. Every everyone gets outraged. They go from zero. Whatever happened to just being annoyed? You know, every everyone is just outraged immediately. I just don't understand like the the entitlement of of offended because it's like the only feeling that an adult expresses <laughs> where they expect you to do something about it. You know, yeah. Like every other feeling, I don't, you know, if an adult goes like, "I'm tired," you're like, "You should take a nap," <laughs> and they're like, "That's a good idea." But then if they go, "I'm offended." They just look at you like, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had a nice long conversation with my wife about this last night. Believe it or not, like it's the first like uh, time in a long time that she and I just sat at the dinner table and had a nice long conversation. And it spanned everything. And, you know, we got into a little bit of the Norm MacDonald stuff and all that. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that like um, – we were all sort of holding ourselves to too high of a standard, you know, um, and, and nobody's perfect, but everybody wants perfection out of everybody. It's 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 just this this weird thing that's going on right now. And, you know, I, I don't know if we're if we're going to get out of it or not. You know, I think I think this is just well, the way, think, the, the way well, it is. Well, here we go in a serious discussion yeah. <laughs> for a moment. But, and then I'm going to talk about my cancer. But, but if you're going to use the phrase, everybody gets so uptight, no, no. not everybody. It's some everybody. people. Yeah. And you just got to you just gotta remember that. It may feel like it's everybody, but it's not everybody. Uh, yeah. Hopefully in time we'll be, we'll be able to set up internment camps where these people can be rounded up and kept under guard. Run no, no, with that. Yeah. <laughs> Run with that. Let's see how that goes. Well, it's worked so often. <laughs> Speaking of being offended, uh, you're going Going to Louisiana soon. You're going to be doing a show in New Orleans in uh, about a week and a half or so. How's that? How do you feel about that? You, you have a legendary relationship with this part of the uh, the country. I hired armed guards. Are you are you serious? I did. Yeah, I did. I have I have armed security. I have I have, uh, I have crazy like top tier wands and dude. Here's how here's how nutty those. Uh, Louisiana swamp people are. When I did that uh, bit, and I got a, I got over ten thousand pieces of hate mail and and comments sent to me. There were people that were commenting on my Facebook page to each other 
about how they are going to save up bail money for when I come. Oh, oh <laughs> man! They're like, they're like, hey, hey, Roscoe, if we save up bail, like we could, we could beat them up and then we'll get out. Like that's what they were planning their savings for. Well, so you'd done a bit and you you were resolute about about uh, about Louisiana and and and. Um, you know, what was that movie with Powers Booth where the uh, the Cajuns, they were in the, the Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every yeah. time, you, there's always, it's always a crazy Cajun, you know, family that lives back in the uh, in the swamps there. So, yeah, you're right. I, maybe I, I think that's a wise move. And, and, and so where, where, did, where did you go to secure your security? Um, I had to hire a company that specializes in... <laughs> Like heads of state. Uh, yeah, mission. They they, they yeah. accompany missionaries, and I, I know some people who work in that business. Believe it or not. Yeah. Did you hire Blackwater? It's something like that. They're like they're like, dude, you don't have to worry about anything. Anyone even walks up to you, we're gonna snap their neck on sight. <laughs> well, all right. You must really want to play Louisiana at this point, though, Tom. Is it worth it? Uh, yeah, I think it kind of died down from the initial uh, globe. You know, I also got in trouble with. Um, I got in trouble for saying gypsy on television. Yeah, for saying gypsy. That's that's a new one, man. I, I've heard this too. And Norm Macdonald on his show recently, uh, his sidekick said gypsy. Apparently, gypsies are getting offended because if you say gypped or gyp, gypsy, you're offending yeah. the gypsy community. Oh, I didn't well, even I know was, that was a I was like, who doesn't hate gypsies? I said something like that. And, yeah. And then, but I was first of all, I was like, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But then they were like, you know, they go like the proper term is Roma. And I was like, okay, uh, Roma. Yeah, well, you a, know what? We, this is a new one. We don't get the updates the way we should. You know, but but I I I, I had no idea that you couldn't say gypsy, and that was a, an and, offensive term. And you can't say gypped. And gypped. Group, this group of gypsies told me that it uh, it's equivalent to saying the N word. That's what they told me. Whoa. Know. Okay. So so have you ever seen the movie Drag Me to Hell? Uh, no. That's a gypsy curse. Uh, thinner, that's a gypsy curse. You okay. may want to listen to what they have to say because yeah. there's, there's always some. <laughs> yeah. well, Why? Well, uh, excuse me, excuse me. I think you mean the G word. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the G. I had no idea that the word gypped came from gypsy. I had no idea. It, just, uh, it was just a word I, that I said. You know what? I think it you know? starts sometimes, Tom, in places uh, other than the U.S., but then because of social media, it migrates here more easily. And so somebody in the U.K. gets offended at, at gypped and then. People here think, oh, we can't say it in the United States, too. It's a, it's this weird migration of being offended. Yeah, it is. It is, man. And, and it is like – and also, like, uh, it's giving people, I think, something to put their energy into. Yep. Yeah. Like, man, you need to try spin class. <laughs> yeah. Spin <laughs> right? class would take – or Fortnite would take care of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, but regardless of that, so your wife, who's very talented as well, and you do the podcast with, uh, has, has she sat you down and said uh, – you know, I mean, did, did she try to dissuade you from going to do the show? Yes. <laughs> uh, she's the reason I hired that security. Okay, so you you were going to go in guns a blazing by your you know go solo go go Van Damme it, and uh, she said you needed security. Oh yeah, she was like, you're not going there without this. So. All right, I'll bite. I, I don't know what offended uh, people in Louisiana. I, I don't know the bit. You don't know the uh, bit? No, I don't know the bit. Okay. It's pretty long, but I mean, it basically said we should build a wall, but it should be around the state of Louisiana. Okay, like in so many words. All right, I got gotcha. you. And it, but it was a lot longer with a lot more nuance to it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so besides that, though, everyone, you know, besides the gypsy community or the the uh, the G word, the G community, 
Uh, you're, you're, I mean, the material is is uh, has never been better. And as you start to go through and as you assemble stuff for 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 like these shows and stuff, uh, do you usually have a like a turnaround of like a year from a time you start working the material to a time it's ready for like a special? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, about a year. Um, this is a. Uh, I this will be. Man, I think this is the sixth hour that I've done, and it's, it's pretty much on that um, on that pace when 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 it's actually recorded. I try to start pretty much, you know, within a month from the recording on trying to get new stuff going, and then <clears throat> about within a year it's ready, and then I usually shoot it about five or six months after the year point. And what about this? Uh, now, this this CBS series is this is this happening? We see it. It's it's mentioned in reference to Fairmount Little Things. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, my wife and I, you know, we've been doing that podcast for eight years. Yeah. We kind of developed a really, you know, a fun dynamic. And uh, we have, like, my parents are a regular part of the show. Right. So it was sort of like you were, you know, working out um, a show, a, a different show on there. And uh, CBS made what's called a put pilot commitment, which is if they don't make our pilot, they have to pay us like they did make it. Wow. So an incentive to make it so we're on that path with them so hopefully we get it uh we get to make it um uh you know it'd be it'd be great it's a it's a it's a sitcom where we basically make a big deal out of little things so would they would they, would they have the brains to, well <laughs> don't want to kill the deal for your deal for you but uh i mean you guys would be the likely stars so yeah. uh would would that be the case yeah that that is the case yeah okay uh, I had to ask you about this, Tom. Uh, not that long ago, we had a guy who is actually from our area uh, who recorded himself farting over the course of six months and goes by the name Paul Flart. He's actually from the Philly area, and he called us. And did I see correctly, you started a petition to try to get a statue of him erected? <laughs> that is correct. Um, I actually petitioned the White House directly. Ah! Smart. Go to the, <laughs> yeah. to the top. Yeah. He, he, he worked for Kim Kardashian. That's true. Uh, yeah. I just feel like Paul, who I had also on the podcast, um, I was I reached out and I was like, we you know we want we want to talk to real stars, so I reached out, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like he embodies what it really is to be American mm. and to embrace the American spirit. I mean, mm. he's independent. He does his own work, his art for all of us, and um, I just wanted to celebrate him. And I feel like I'd like the statue to be within a hundred yards of the White House. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Why not? Uh, is is there actually any statue on the on the uh, on the White House grounds right near the house itself? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, there may be a fountain or something, but not an actual statue. I'd be, be, yeah, be not curious. That I know of. And the great thing is that when you when you see the guy, he looks exactly like the kind of guy <laughs> who would put together a fart montage. He does. And my favorite part. <laughs> Of interviewing him was, I think my wife goes, so like, is there something like you eat, eat like specially to get yourself ready to fart like this? Uh-huh. And he goes, nah, um, I'm just fat and uh, I just eat a lot and I happen to fart a lot. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. We need a yeah. straight shooter yeah. like that That's in this yes. country. <laughs> We're tired of the politics. That's right. Correct. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, listen, man, four shows, and let's see if you sell out this fourth one. Uh, actually, for th- the fourth show is as actually the second show 
Friday. That's that, that's the fourth show. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. So I've got you appearing on yeah the sixteenth and seventeenth, and uh, yeah, you're right. It says here yeah the sixteenth. Uh, the show was added at eight o'clock, or I'm sorry, ten thirty. Yeah. Uh, but we do have that's some awesome. We do have some tickets to give away uh, to awesome. see Tom, which is cool. And uh, this, I'll give away a pair of tickets for the for that new show, November sixteenth at ten thirty. So we'll take call number ten at two one five two six three WMMR, and uh, you can get tickets through the KimmelCenter dot org. Yeah, case. Yeah, and I'd also like to add that you're also like, you know, this is going to sell out. I have a, uh, you know, no fear about that. But the, the two nights before that, you're going to be performing in Montclair, New Jersey. Is there any chance you're going to get in town early enough on uh, Friday to visit us in studio? Man, that would be cool. Let me see. Um, how far is that from you? Uh, about five and a half, six and a half days. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't know. Like an hour and a half, two hours max. Uh, maybe we're, yeah. we're, I have, I have a show, uh, Wednesday and Thursday in Montclair and then, uh, yeah, Friday I go to Philly. So it just depends on getting to Philly. Yeah. See how it works out. If I you got, if I you got an great. extra bed, if you need to crash, <laughs> Tommy, come over. Okay. Okay. okay cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and security to spare. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right. Up on it. Cool, man. Well, uh, continue success and maybe we'll see, uh, in, uh, in a little while. All right, bud. Thank you guys for having me, and thank you, Philadelphia, for coming out. I appreciate it. Anytime. Tom Segura, guys. Uh, And we'll have some more of those tickets to give away uh, this week as well, which is uh, really cool. So... That's uh, he's a great guy, man. He is yeah. great. I did not know the uh, the Louisiana bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, he, it's part of. Is it his Netflix special? He had spoken about it last time. It's part of stand up for the longest time. Is it in the Netflix special? Uh, I don't think it is. Not that no. I know of. But the the thing is, so I don't remember it. In that. He said it like you know as a joke, and it's clearly yeah. a, a joke. But the people of Louisiana, some people of Louisiana, got upset about it, and instead of like retracting his statement or just saying, hey, he doubled a joke, down. He doubled down. Yeah, and then he's tripled down and quadrupled down, and now he's got our he was armed sell- He was selling. <laughs> Shirts yeah. at the shows with the wall around Louisiana. You know, I, I yeah. think I recall that. Now. Yeah. Okay. Nice, man. I, I was reading he's going to be in a. Um, is it a show or a movie? Uh, yeah, it's a movie uh, with Mark Wahlberg uh, called Instant Family. Yeah. Uh, comes out in November, by the way, and it's about a family that adopts three kids. And we didn't, you know, we weren't going to talk to him forever, but I meant to get to this last week. But did you guys see the uh, where Mark had posted his his daily routine? Oh my god. Yeah. Did you see it, Casey? Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> Kathy, you... I didn't see it. Oh, my God. It's it's not human. Well, he wakes up. You have it there? I, I have the whole thing here. Yeah, so what time uh, does he wake up? So person? he... And by he, the way, he's not doing a morning show. He gets up <laughs> at 2.30 a.m., uh, has a half hour of prayers. After breakfast at 3.15, he does a 90-minute workout, followed by another meal, shower, snack, golf, and cryo chamber recovery. And that's all before 10.30 a.m., he goes to bed at 7.30. But I have the actual... This is how it, it completely plays out. This, all is, right. this is him saying that what his day starts off as. He, all right. Uh, hour and a half set aside for a shower following a half hour devoted to playing golf as well. All right. So, but... And then he... Then he goes into his food intake and exactly what he eats. He said, I start out with steel oats, blueberries, and peanut butter for breakfast. Then I have a protein shake, three turkey burgers... Five pieces of sweet potato at about five thirty in the morning. What? Whoa! Yeah, three turkey burgers. What has he done prior? Because this 5:30 is now in the morning. He's been awake for three hours. What? What he's has he done? A ninety-minute so workout. Yeah, he's done well, yeah, workout, yeah, he half did half-hour prayer. Half-hour prayer, ninety-minute workout, uh, another meal, shower, snack, and then he has a, a half hour for golf, which is not enough, <laughs> and uh, cryo chamber recovery. That's all before ten thirty a.m. Oh so, my God. Uh, at eight o'clock, he said, "I have about ten turkey meatballs." 
At 10.30 a.m., I have a grilled chicken salad with two hard-boiled eggs, olives, avocado, cucumber, tomato, and lettuce. Then at 1 o'clock, I have a New York steak with green peppers. At 3.30 p.m., I have grilled chicken with bok choy. And at 5.36 o'clock, I have a beautiful piece of halibut or cod or sea bass with some vegetables, maybe some sautéed potatoes and bok choy. And I have a lot of aquahydrate during the day. That's it. Uh, so this was uh, this is what he did in preparation for his role in uh, Mile 22. Okay, so this is in preparation for a movie. This would not be his normal daily regimen. Yeah, I don't know what he does on a regular okay. daily Okay, he probably cuts back on the bok choy. Yeah. Uh, but he choy. said he was really. Yeah. You know who loves bok choy? I like bok choy. Hippos. We learned about yeah. that. Oh, I don't even know what bok choy is. Is that what is that? It's like an Asian um, celery. Oh, okay. Uh, See, I thought it was like a, a a style of food or something like that. No, okay. no, it's a it's a, it's a vegetable, <laughs> like an arugula. Uh, exactly. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Wahlberg was undertaking a forty-seven day challenge, which is what he did, and that was uh, for his role in that film. Uh, he stuck to his schedule even on family holidays and when working away from home. Last month, he posted a video on Instagram thanking the staff of a Manhattan gym for opening up early so that he could fit in one of his workouts. So that's exactly <laughs> the schedule that the guy who played Skippy on Family Ties followed mm. during that series. And he killed himself. And he killed Look at that. No, no that's, that's Boner. That's I was Boner. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what show was Skippy on? Uh, it was a Family Ties. Family Ties. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of... Uh, Boner. You were thinking of boner on growing pains. Growing yeah. pains. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, nice. He didn't follow oh. that regimen. Well, Skippy's uh, yeah. an Olympic athlete now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it worked for him. It worked really well for him. Uh, he has four children with his wife, Rhea, and he says getting up early leaves him lots of time to spend with his family. Now, I would imagine that when you have a schedule like that with that kind of food intake that the weekends are for pooping. <laughs> yeah. Right? You have to be, like, the entire <laughs> weekend. Yeah, you've got to have a specially built toilet, and you sit down, I guess, around Friday evening around 6, mm-hmm. and stand up around yeah. Sunday night <laughs> Sunday. at 6. He works out twice a day. Yeah. Yeah. He has, split schedule. Yeah, he has a 90-minute workout early in the morning, and then he works out again later in the day, another 90-minute workout, yeah. uh, which I'm sure is intense as well. Uh, but he said, most of the time I get all my workout, my workout and do all my stuff while my family's asleep, especially on weekends, he said. By the time I've gotten up, worked out, done all my stuff, played golf, the kids are just waking up and my wife's sleeping in, so it works out good. Uh, but that's one of the big advantages of get, getting up early, he says. 2.30 is not getting up early. 2.30 is getting up in the middle of the night. In the middle it of the night. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's not getting up early. No, like, we, I would say 3.30 is maybe getting up early. 4 2.30 is insomnia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not living a life. Right. So I get up at 3.45. So by my by his reckoning, I'm I'm a loser. A yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're, You're a late like a sleeper. Yeah. I already know the answer to this question. Go ahead. Yeah. You guys want to do a forty-seven day challenge? Of course we do. Okay, because it would just totally impact the show in a positive way. Because that would kind of take us to around uh, death, Thanksgiving, death, <laughs> camp out for hunger. Uh, it would take us right up, uh, right up until then. If we're going to do that, we're going to need sales to not book meat needs. That's a problem. <laughs> the food is so damn good, dude. Did you have the wings? No, I had the cannolis. The... <laughs> <laughs> See, Sales well, he's talking about a forty-seven day cannoli challenge. Yeah. Saloon 151 came by next to an appearance there tomorrow night. Their wings are out of this freaking world. And it the cannolis are good too. We need to they we need if we were to do a 47 day challenge, that would have to stop. Wait, we're not, yeah, well here's the deal. <laughs> Wanted to, to set this up the way so that we can do it. Yeah. 
don't do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Yeah. You, you forgot that you went to McDonald's yesterday, in particular. Yeah. Hey, yeah you participated in the I, National Cheeseburger Day. You totally blanked. I ordered I'll a small fry, guys. No, I'll tell you why. Because you're more likely to do it if everyone else around you is doing it. Yes. And... Up at two thirty a.m. Go to a twenty-four well, hour McDonald's. No. Yes. Say my prayers that they're going to have more cheeseburgers. <laughs> Get back in the car. Work out. <laughs> Drive to Burger King. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Milkshake. Milkshake. Small milkshake. Small. I'm in training. Yes. Small vanilla milkshake is chocolate. Is probably it, uh, more, more calories. calories. By 47-day challenge, what would you mean? It's clearly it's Obesity not, challenge. It's not doing the Mark Wahlberg workout. No. God, no. No. No, I'm thinking like maybe Donnie if I Wahlberg. have a... Uh, <laughs> Eat healthy and work out. Eat nothing but Wahlbergers hamburgers yeah. for 47 days. No, come on. You know, by the way, when they do this, they also have, you know, like he has a, he has a couple people who are yeah. preparing the food well, let's get and them. doing all that well, deal. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If <laughs> yeah. I can be pampered and, and, uh, yeah. and have every single meal. We're going to end up with Gary yes. Lauer in a hot plate. Who wants turkey burgers? You're in my house. <laughs> but I wonder what. <laughs> oh, my God. Gary opens up a, 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 a gym called yeah. My House. My House. I'm your life coach. I love it. <laughs> I wonder what As I it could... turns out, I never sleep. What I could do with this in 47 days. I wonder what I could chisel this into. Are you, are you, okay, so you're talking about a very rigid right. program that you stick to by the letter for 47 days. And what would the results be? Right. Wait, you just said it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> That's the right attitude. Yeah, it's a possible. You're starting off on a good foot. You're wondering what you could do. Yeah. I can't do this. No, you would make a significant change. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be rock hard body, but you would definitely look better. You'd be hard because you'd be dead and rigor mortis would have said it. I've done it. I've I've cracked down and been very specific for a certain number of days. And the, the comments come forward. People are like, wow, man, you've lost some weight or you look really good. You know, and it's that helps to. Uh, encourage you. I'm yeah, currently in one. I, I, I'm trying to just kind of push it and see what I can do, but in a in a in a logical way. Yeah, I've I've like this week. I decided to start to you know be a little bit more health conscious and eat better, and then. I found a Buster Bar in the freezer last night. What is that? What's a Buster, what is a Buster bar? bar? I want one. Ice cream a, bar. Yeah, you guys don't know what a Buster Bar is? No. Oh, wow. Dairy Queen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So my my eyes don't go past the blizzard. Uh, when I go oh, no, to no, Dairy this Queen, is in the so. case. Sounds, Sounds like this, you're this... ready for that 47 days. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's going to be hard because I just discovered big gay ice cream. Have you guys had that yet? I hear yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so what is the what's in the Buster Bar, Preston? It's a Buster Parfait, uh, but frozen on a stick. Wow, mm. yeah, peanut Buster Parfait. Uh, Ain't nobody like don't look Parfait. I just messed that up. Go ahead, back. Um, <laughs> we, we got cool. We got, we got cool, cool. Preston. These are go ahead back to you, by the way. <laughs> now at, at Dairy Queen, they have uh, they have Buster bars, Dilly bars, and uh, ice cream sandwiches that you can buy there that, that are in in the case, and you you take them home, and you put them in the freezer. So. Okay. That you didn't. Wow, I thought you guys would have known. We've had that. I've eaten those since I was a kid. Uh, I, I, the, I went and got. Um, my wife was craving a blizzard about a month ago. And uh, I went and I was, you know, they are so good, but I was just not in the mood for it. So I dodged that bullet. But it's been a while, but those blizzards are freaking good. I have only, I think I have only gotten the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup blizzard. That's it. 
That's all I Not ever get. Not a Heath bar? No, no. Recently, oh, I didn't even do those, man. They have they have their own creations. They make like they have a pumpkin pie one. They have a uh, they have like a straw char- Wait, what do you chocolate mean? strawberry was the last one. Blizzards. Yeah, they have like group. a monthly one. Yeah, they have like oh. a monthly blizzard, or they have, like a period. Or they have a menu of them as well that are not just you know. Do you want candy in it? They have they have like uh, you fish. Know, uh, no, not fish. <laughs> you know what? I'll take that. I'll have it. a bass <laughs> blizzard, please. <laughs> we could do that. Forty seven. That is good perch. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm listening wow. now again. Yeah, a different different blizzard for forty seven straight days. <laughs> Dude, every time I get a blizzard, I just pray. Ooh, it's Pike season. <laughs> mm. All right, I wake up at two thirty. I have a Jurassic Chomp Blizzard. I say an hour of prayer. Then I go on to my Summerberry Cheesecake. If it's in season. Oh, man. Hey, all right. Let me, get a, let me go to uh, Gordy here who wants to uh, suggest something. Gordy, you're on the air. Good morning. Me? Hey, yeah. Hi, it's Corey. Oh, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. So, my friend's so friend actually on this easy diet that I think is easy. It's called the all-meat diet. All right, it's like it's sort of like a paleo diet. And so you just eat all meat. So you eat eggs in the morning and you eat all meat. Well, there's wait, this sounds complex. So wait a second. Like Let me ask you something. Diet? This all meat diet involves eating a lot of meat. <laughs> yeah. So my friend's been on it in a month and he lost twenty five pounds already. Okay. That's right. like the keto diet. Is that is that similar? Or, or you oh, only everybody's eat doing that challenge right now. Yeah. I keep seeing it everywhere. What is it? It's, I... it's meat, nothing but, like, fatty foods. Thank you, Corey. It's Appreciate nothing it. but blizzards. Yeah. Hang on a second. So, by this, you mean you could just sit and eat bacon? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I, but you I, cut I out carbs. So. Well, you lose. Yeah. How much does your heart weigh? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you'll lose that. And and listen, when you, when you, those things sound like heaven, but after you have a day or two yeah. of, of missing out on all the other stuff, it gets... It gets to be a chore. When you crap something that looks up at you and calls you daddy, <laughs> you know you've uh, oh, yeah. you've gone too far. Yeah. Uh, really, the the thing, the best diet, and they, they've said it, and it's really what I'm kind of sticking to now, and I love it, the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. It's, a, it's a heart-healthy, cancer, um, best diet for uh, your body. And they're, they're talking about the um, the longevity uh, no matter what time you 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 know in your life you pick up the the Mediterranean diet and all you know the, the leafy greens and all that stuff, all the things associated with the Mediterranean diet, it'll have a benefit to you. Yeah, keto is just a low carb diet. Okay, yeah, that's it. It's not. I mean, it's the, keto's uh, the guy. Uh, Gordy in keto. A <laughs> Gordy is cheese allowed? Uh, uh, probably not. Well, no. Look, Nick, natural natural fats. Oh no, that's is that butter, Mediterranean not or or um. Yeah, no, there is cheese, Nick. Yeah, yep, right. cheese. I, one. I can do cheese. One cheese. 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 Uh, I don't know what this is. They're showing. It's, it's just. A, it's honest. It's a picture from the keto website. Okay, so you can't have fish or seafood. No, no, you, no, you can. You can. This is probably just like one meal they're showing. Like you can have. Uh, you, you can know, have zero eggs. meat, zero natural fats, right. one egg. Yeah, you can have one to five vegetables, one cheese, and zero fish and seafood. No, it doesn't work that way. I don't think. Or maybe. Uh, I don't oh, right know. there, though, you can have five blizzards. Or those are the points. <laughs> Remember, those, those are the points that I don't oh, know. No, what are we saying here? You know what? Hell. Come on. Yeah. Look at Mark Wahlberg's eating freaking turkey burgers, and he's uh, in, in, in superb shape. The truth is, though, that's that's a austere regimen. Mm-hmm. You know what actually works for me? And I've I've gone through weight loss and uh, and kept it off for a long time. Now, Bulimia? I, I have No. Well, oh. it probably does, but it's unhealthy. Um, but, uh, and I, you know, I, I vacillate a little bit within, within like a 10 pound range, but, um, is just using smaller plates. 
Do you? Yes. Rather than the big dinner plate and filling that thing up, no matter what you're eating, if you have a smaller like salad plate and that's your plate and you just eat that one plate, yeah, your, your portion size is a huge difference. I wear oversized <laughs> plastic glasses, yes, and foam finger foam finger gloves to eat. Okay, Hulk hands when I eat and large oversized glasses. And that seems to work. Right. What does that do for you? I can't pick up the silverware. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was another one. I saw a link on Facebook, and it was a hard boiled egg diet, and you basically eat hard boiled eggs for like seven days. I don't think I could do and that. You, These are all trendy. You would just fart Seriously. your brains out. Oh my god! <laughs> could you imagine? In fact, when you when you would fart, it would sound like a chicken. Oh. <laughs> That would be my fart. Uh, I'm going to go to Dylan. Hi, Dylan. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Memer. So, unfortunately, I only got a second because I'm about to be late for work. Okay. I blame on my cursed water heater. Okay. uh, (laughs) Your cursed water heater. so I'm, I started the keto diet back in, like, November. Yeah. Uh, it was really tough to get into because my body just kept wanting to reject it. Uh, felt like I had the flu all the time. Sounds great. Once <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was terrible to begin with. But once you realize you need to replace your electrolytes every day, I've never felt better in my life. So how much weight like did you 42 lose? 42 pounds. 42 pounds. Yeah, in, like, six months. I wow. think I think any sort of diet, okay. really the most effective diets are the diets that you uh, – it's through gradual attrition as opposed to shotgunning something yeah. that you won't be able to stick with. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, the magic diets are, are tough. They're hard. I took my time. It took me about a year to lose 65 pounds. Yeah. And then kept it off. You, you know, eat my, nothing but carpet. My brother's down uh, about 45, carpet. 45 pounds. And um, he, he works in landscaping. And for most of his workday... He was in a work truck, and so he would eat like crap. He'd yeah. go to, you know, he'd go to drive through and eat fast food that was bad for you. And uh, now he's spending time outside and eating better. And guess what? Diet and exercise work. It, yeah. It's really, it's simple. I mean, it, but I and I'm not trying to minimize it either. But, no, but like, but, if you can find ways to incorporate a better diet and a little more exercise, it goes a long way. Well, yeah. also, I had a friend who lost a ton of weight with Weight Watchers, and honestly, uh, like, because it's all like a point system. Yeah, she ate McDonald's ice cream. You know, and, like, so she would save her points. And it's like, okay, well, like, you know, if that's going to be five points, then that I want I, I want an ice cream cone from McDonald's. Yeah, the and hardest part about yeah. it is, is making it a part of your, your lifestyle. So, but try the Mark Wahlberg diet yes. if you want to. Yeah, but 2.30. Oh, my God, that's insane. Work out. Now, the, and I cannot. crazy. I cannot go to bed. Listen, I do not go to bed early now. Mm-hmm. I, I, go to, I go to sleep at 11. I wake up at 3.45. That's what I do. But I, you know, and I've, I've trained now with the I, Dr. Rosenpenis, Dr. Rosenberg. <laughs> I do the uh, the meditation, a half-hour meditation. Talked about this earlier. And it allows me to rest during the day, power, power up, and I feel good. Nice. All and right. then I have my blizzards. Uh, we got to take a break. And I do want to remind you that uh, Saloon 151 has a scratch kitchen. What? With fresh local ingredients uh, br- that are brought in daily. And uh, they brought in their blackened scallops, smoked beet and sweet potato salad, and uh, smoked wings and pumpkin mousse cannolis. Nick will be there tomorrow night. It's the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour that's taking place. We'll be there from 7 to 9. Chance for you to win some tickets. And they are located, <coughs> excuse me, at 151 West Gay Street in Westchester. That's 7 to 9 tomorrow night. We'll be back in a moment. And we are going to have uh, Hassan Minaj on the show. So stay with us. MMR was pretty humbled when the biggest hard rock band on the planet said yes to playing our final big birthday concert event. Okay. 
maybe not humble, more like ecstatic. The MMR 50th finale with Metallica. October 25th, we blow out the 50 candles on our cake and blow the roof off the Wells Fargo Center. We begin our 50-day march to Metallica. Every day, you can win the coolest Metallica treasures, CDs, concert posters, collectible vinyl, and tickets. Grand prize, meet the band and take home a custom Metallica Yeti cooler. It's MMR's 50th finale with Metallica. On sale now at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. All right, let's get right into the Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. We'll dive right into this uh, story out of Memphis, Tennessee. A man was arrested on Wednesday after allegedly opening fire on a home due to a believed problem with some neighborhood kids. A believed problem? Yeah. Jamisa London says that her neighbor, Richard Brackey, walked into the street with a handgun and shot it at her house. Uh, she says he was angry and claiming that a group of kids had been knocking on his door. One of them was her six. They had a whole bunch of cookies. Uh, one of them was her six-year-old nephew, and in other words, her nine-year-old niece. These are how old kids are this guy's taking a shot at. So uh, were they knocking and running away, or did they just simply knock on the door because they had something they wanted to inquire about? Well, first of all, nobody was hurt, and and they apparently the, the neighbors, the kids, say not, they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything, so what better reason to bring your... Gun outside and start shooting. London says somebody could have been killed. Nobody was down there. The kids were in the yard right here where we could see, and it's almost 9 o'clock at night. Uh, Bracky's wife tells a different story. She claims that the kids were trying to break into her husband's car. Uh-huh. You know, the 9- and 6-year-old. Uh, London denies the accusation and says that uh, Bracky has pulled a gun on her family before but didn't shoot. She thinks that he was mad because her niece and nephews were playing outside and making too much noise. Police say Bracky admitted to having a problem with his neighbors, but told investigators he's never fired any shots. Uh, but he's now charged with reckless endangerment with a deadly weapon. Uh, so it just sounds like a crazy neighbor. Those oh, yeah. children out there laughing and having fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wyoming wildlife managers have uh, euthanized two grizzly bears that they believe killed an elk hunting guide and injured his client near the border of Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks north of Jackson Hole. I'm the uh, the bear's lawyer, and I want to specifically say Dink might have done this. Uh, the the uh, two bears, a mother and a cub, are being examined in connection with the mauling death of a guide named Mark Uptain. As a bear myself, I have trouble distinguishing between other bears. So tell me again, how many bears here? Uh, Uptain and his client were preparing to uh, pack out an elk that they had killed when they were attacked. Oh. <clears throat> the hunting client, uh, Corey Chaban of Florida, escaped and called for help. Uptain was a married father of five, authorities said, available. <laughs> All available evidence indicates these two bears were the bears involved in the attack, a spokeswoman said. Uh, forensic testing will help them determine not only if the bears were involved, but they had any underlying health issues or had previously been relocated by wildlife officials. But if, what if one of the bears was not involved in it? Uh, then yes. Too bad. Uh, the two men were attacked by the bears as they field-dressed the elk, which they had shot Thursday, but were only able to find early Friday. Uh, the bears aggressively charged the men, but uh, hadn't touched the elk. Uh, the incident comes just weeks after a federal judge temporarily halted Wyoming state officials' plan for a grizzly hunt this month. 
uh, which hunters said was needed to control the growing population of grizzlies living near humans. Their ability, obviously, to smell blood is uh, is incredible, yeah. and that's what drew them there. A man has been arrested by the Customs Department at the uh, Indira Gandhi International Airport uh, for allegedly trying to smuggle in one kilogram of gold by hiding it in uh, the rectum. Really? Uh, Nearly the, killed him. The 24-year-old passenger was intercepted upon his arrival from Dubai on Monday on detailed baggage examination and personal search. It was discovered that he... The accused had hidden nine gold bars Jesus. inside. Jesus. Uh, the gold bars were seized. And, can you imagine? Okay, I'm going to put the ninth one in yeah. now. All right, we got it. We uh, got it, buddy. Hang in there. Uh, the gold bars were seized, and the passenger was arrested. In another case, a French national and an Indian were arrested for allegedly trying to smuggle gold into the country. Uh, both of the accused had arrived at the Delhi airport from different locations. So smuggling gold is kind of a regular thing. Oh, my that God. How, I mean, the, the, the lengths people will go to. Yep. University of Louisiana at Lafayette Research Facility revealed a 12-pound rhesus ma- macaque monkey escaped due to cage failure on Saturday. Where's macaque? Uh, the animal was seen last Sunday morning near the new Iberia Sugarina, uh, Sugarina. Arena. I guess. I don't know. Sugar Rick. This weekend at the Sugarina, the macaque. <laughs> uh, a Facebook post from the university cautions. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sugarina. Now in the center ring, the macaque. <laughs> a Facebook post from the university cautions people not to approach the animal if they don't approach it. If they encounter it, they said uh, personnel from the center are actively working on recapturing the animal. And macaques are uh, biters. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see. I got time for one more. All right. Um, yeah, I need to find out where this is, where hell is. It's uh, you dig down really far, you'll hit it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a city called hell, and I'm not sure where in the U.S. this is, but about 65 hearses descended on hell Saturday, despite the cancellation of the annual hearse fest. According to Frank Hendeen, who organized the 16-year festival before it was canceled late last month because of concerns by township officials over traffic and parking congestion, more than 750 spectators and hearse collectors showed up for what they call just hearsing around hearse, ah. hearse club members' uh, chi- uh, child's wedding at the chapel in hell. When I was in college, I had the opportunity. I was seriously considering buying a hearse. It was in really good condition, mm-hmm. and the price is pretty good. You know, because you just sleep back there. It's pretty cool. There's a girl that works at a local comic shop in Skipback who has a hearse. She has a hearse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's in uh, uh, Michigan, by the way, Preston. Hell, Michigan. Thank you very much. Uh, so deputies were in hell to monitor parking and keep the road open to traffic. Festival organizers had uh, predicted this year's event could potentially bring more than 900 people and possibly break the Guinness World Record for the most hearses in a procession. The record is 107 and is currently held by a group in the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, so they could, they weren't able to get a permit, but they went ahead and, and had their event anyway. But there are tons of hearse owners that like to get out there and show them off. They're kind of cool. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the B-File this morning. Let's take one more break so we can get back and we can spend some time with uh, Hassan Minaj, who's going to be at the Miriam Theater on Sunday. A second show was added. Tickets at KimmelCenter.org, but we'll talk to him when we get back. Stay with us. 
The MMR mobile app. Use it to grab the MMR live stream and MMR audio on demand, including the Preston and Steve podcast. Bring up the live studio webcam too. The MMR app is Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, and it's free. I'm going to give you a few more minutes uh, to text in and win some tickets to see our next guest, actually. Uh, who's going to be performing at the Miriam Theater on Sunday. This is for the second show. First show sold out, 10 p.m. show. So text the word secret to 39333. You'll be in the running to win the tickets. We'll ask you to call in a little bit. We'll also grab a random caller. And the person I'm speaking of that has his comedy show this weekend, Hassan Minaj, he's hey! on. He's on this morning. Hassan, good morning, sir. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going great, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> there was yeah. a little pause. Is there someone in the room? <laughs> like, uh, I'm doing all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. If you if you're doing fair to Midland, that's all right too. I mean, it's still not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I just have my coffee, so I'm doing. I'm, I'm starting to feel better. No problem. I mean, the news of adding a second show is certainly means that something's going in the right way. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm really thrilled. I've always loved performing Philly. Yeah, well, we listen. The, the, the crowd is very receptive to stand up. For the longest time, we had sort of a stand up drought here in that uh, there were not a lot of uh, venues that booked it. But now yeah. it, it's a uh, we, it's an embarrassment of riches, and uh, you know the, the crowd is very receptive. So you, you're going to have a great time here. I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait. Hey, uh, Hassan, I have to ask you about this because uh, my daughter, who's 11 years old, brought home a comic book the other day or a graphic novel, if you will. And it was uh, Miss Marvel. And oh I didn't goodness. I didn't know she was reading that. And I understand you have joined the writing team for Miss Marvel and Marvel Comics. And I wasn't even really that familiar with the character. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so you know, Miss Marvel is uh, a, a, a series right now, a comic book series they have at, at Marvel Comics, and uh, they, for their uh, anniversary issue, they reached out and they said, "Hey, do you want to write a little storyline with us?" Um, and I'm a big fan of the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales and Kamala Khan, and so I wrote a little like uh, a little adventure word for Spider-Man and Miss Marvel co- uh, sort of collaborate um, and have a little bit of a. a, a you know, I would say a, a, a love, a little bit of a love story, so to speak. It's really, really? Cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, cool. where did, now, where does does your eleven year old daughter will like it? All right, does Miss Marvel tie into Captain Marvel at all? Correct. Okay, all right, because the trailer came out yesterday. I don't know if oh, you saw the the movie trailer or not. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't want to give too much away, uh-huh. but yes, yes, Captain Marvel is a is definitely a mentor character to. Marvel. Yeah, and they're actually, as they move along in the Marvel series and the movie series, they're actually talking about progressing the series to include the iterations of Spider-Man that you, that you, uh, that you're, that you are, are talking about, uh, because there's there's still a whole wealth of uh, characters that have yet to be explored on film. You, you, you get the indication that uh, perhaps if it goes to film, there might be <laughs> maybe a writing entree for you on that. I, look, man, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> that would be so cool to go from the comedy space to then, you know, that, you know, I, I write jokes and then to be like, hey, do you want to you want to write uh, superhero movies? Sure. Well, you know, like like Brian Hussein has written that, you know, he wrote a lot of the uh, the Deadpool stuff. And we and, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, comedians who are, you know, in, in the nerd. We are we're squarely in that camp. Mm-hmm. Love all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's honestly, it's got to be a dream come true to be attached to something that I'm sure, you know, fueled your, your youth. Yeah, man. I mean, I grew, I grew up with it. I grew up with, you know, you know X-Men, Spider-Man and stuff like that. So for me to see 
it uh, to see the series evolve and grow and include characters who look like me. I mean, that's that's really cool. This is this is possibly Steve and I have said this many times. This could be the greatest time for for nerd culture, so called nerd culture, yeah, to be alive. Period. We we've got so much awesome entertainment right now. I wonder yeah. if we, if there is is fear of of burnout, of overexposure, of too much of it, and all of a sudden it reels back and then we lose it. But I, I don't see that happening. I don't. I really don't think so, man. And I think as the world is becoming more global and digital and stuff like that, and especially what, like when I come to the shows, mm-hmm. I see my shows around the country and around the world now. I'm like, man, there's no. We are just starting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are just, I, I I grew up in the you know the NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox thing, and being like, oh, do you have do you have cable? That's a big thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah, cable was the thing. Oh, I got HBO, Showtime, and I got <laughs> Central. This, that's nuts. And now when you realize you're just like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm doing my show on Netflix. We reach 190 countries. Even even with all the programs that Netflix has, you're never going to be able to, where we're currently at, reach everybody. And that, that thing is really exciting to me, that things can get more and more specific. And it's for me as a nerd get more and more nerdy. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. No, it's absolutely it's absolutely wild. And and with the thing you have to do is just step back and absorb and enjoy the fact like for, I, I was saying to my wife the other day I was waiting for something I I had to attend and I was sitting in my car on my phone streaming an episode of The Twilight Zone, the original Rod Rod Serling and his wildest dreams couldn't imagine yeah. that you could call up wow. any episode, you know, but I mean, but there you go in the context you have to sometimes just sit back and appreciate where we are and what we have. What a time to be alive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and speaking of Netflix, uh, I'm a huge fan of um, comedians and cars getting coffee. And, and I have to ask you, Hassan, how much crap have you caught for not even knowing what a stick shift is when Jerry brought you the, <laughs> the Ferrari that was oh, uh, a manual? God. <laughs> Dude, people are, like, giving me, like, they're just riding me for it. And I'm like, you got to understand. The two cars I've driven in my life are a Nissan Stanza and a Toyota Camry. I'm, I'm not a, I, I've never driven six before. <laughs> it was a great episode. I, I thought that, uh, and it was a cool car. Um, but I thought it was, a, it got cut a little short. It seems like uh, with some comedians, Jerry will, will take a little more time, and I, I wanted to see more of you and, and have a little bit more. Oh uh, man, I know. You get to spend five hours with him, and you know he he, he really boils it down from coffee to espresso. So you know it'll become like you know twelve or thirteen minutes. So. Um, yeah, but hanging out with Jerry was great. It's, it's it's also fun because you're just like, okay, you know, he 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 really what was really really sweet of him is he sort of uh, you know, and he says it in the episode. He's like, I, I, you're like young me. I, I like I remember being 32, and you know, you're starting to do your own thing, and people are recognizing you in the street. He's like, I know, I know what this is like. That's why I brought you this car. It really did feel like the Padawan hanging out with. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What what was your no? So uh, uh, the lore is is that um, you you caught the muse for stand up comedy after seeing Chris Rock perform. Is that in fact the case? That is that is correct. Yeah, I was a speech and debate kid. I was a big speech and debate kid. I'm a nerd, you know. So I yeah, love, I love you know I love rhetoric and I love arguments and stuff like that. And then I saw Chris Rock and I go, oh, this is funny speech and debate. Yeah, yeah. He's really just doing forensics on stage. He's just making a funny argument. Hmm. And and it's and it's it's worked to your your benefit. I mean, and not to go too nerdy too. I see this here. I have to address this. Are you doing voiceover for uh, work for video games as well? 
I did. I did. I did. Uh, I was one of the voices in the video game Far Cry Four. So <sighs> fan of the Far Cry series. Do, do you do you play? You I'm you play? Um, no, I oh, no. when I was like in high school. I, I, look, man, I got I to run a show, man. I know, I know, I know. You, you got to get into radio. You have a lot more free time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely am into you know first person shooter and, and RPG games. All right, so, all right. So Far Cry definitely is a fun is a fun game. Well, concerning the material and, and working on it, and obviously doing you know the, the Netflix stuff and and, and all of that. Uh, it, <laughs> As a comedian, I, I've always heard. I, I did stand up for myself for for uh, you know about ten, eleven years. It, it's a double edged sword. You 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 bless and enjoy and love the writing process, but the second it's written and you're performing it, that's done now. You're you're refining that, and then you've got to you the, the the drive to keep creating and 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 bringing in new material has it skipped up exponentially with the with the increase in your fame, as you said, in this global audience. Sure. Yeah. I mean. I just try to not have the the pressure exceed the pleasure. Yeah. So at yeah. the end of the day, you got to realize, like, guys, we're doing what we love here. I mean, this is like we've won the game. Yes. The fact that we're showing up and we're just riffing and bantering right now and, you know, getting the right jokes is just it, – I'm like, okay, put that in perspective, number one. And then number two is is really making it that, that – especially for us as writers, comics performers, you know, people that do stuff on air, it's it's making making those little challenges fun. Hey, I, I treat every joke like a little puzzle. So all I got to do is just figure out this little puzzle. Before you know it, and it's a really, really great allegory for life. You figure out one little puzzle at a time. That's one bit, and then you, the next day you work on a second bit and a third. And before you know it, you're like, wow, I'm sitting on seventy, 70 minutes of material. That's I great. Have to shave this down to sixty. Yeah. You know? But no matter how talented talented somebody is, they 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 might go through um, a, a block, a dry spell, low tide in the creativity department. What? Yes. What what do you yes. do? What is there anything you can do? Because forcing it usually doesn't work, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just try to live life, man. And especially with smartphones, it's tough. But you know, take a walk. <laughs> if I'm in Philly, I'm definitely I'm, I'm definitely going to take a walk and go to my favorite place, Hip City Veg, which I oh my god, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, and you'll you'll agree with this, Hip City Veg. The hey, you guys please cater between <laughs> show one and show two. Uh, well, the the best uh, sweet potato fries. Yeah, they're great. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they have this dessert which I, which they're like, oh, it's just banana, and I'm like, there's no way this is just banana. <laughs> well, let me tell you something else. Uh, the the best chicken sandwich I've ever had, I had there, and it has no chicken in it. <laughs> Yeah, their chicken sandwich is great, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, well, Hip City Veg, what else do you do when you're going to be in town? Well, my, you know, my sister went to Penn. Oh. I used to visit her once a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I will, also do, I will also do my tradition of going to Wawa. Ah. Now, there's another, there, there's, a big, there's a big debate that I, I also present people, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, is, are you a Wawa person or a sheep person? Oh my no, god! We have this That's conversation all the time. I, I think it's 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 really a good part of it is geography. It's where you are along, uh, you know the uh, yeah. The, it, when the you turnpike. get when you get to near near Harrisburg, it yeah. starts to blend together. You get both Wawa and sheets. But on this side, it's, it's all Wawa. Wawa. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I, I hate to say this, you guys, but I'm a Sheets person. Oh, oh, why don't you just stay wow, in New York this weekend? Yeah. And thought you wanted hey, to sell out that second show. <laughs> but I, hey, hey, it's... I'm just on my way up. I, 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 look, when I was doing Penn State, Albington, and all those tiny little colleges, 
I uh, she's got me through a now, lot. Now we can understand you you have that affinity because of the location, but I think if you spend enough time living the Wawa lifestyle as we do, you'll see the error of your ways. <laughs> I I have to ask you, okay. you. So in your family, you have your your father a scientist, your mother a doctor, your sister a lawyer, right? Yes. Yes. You're a comedian. Did you have to have? Was that an uphill battle? Um, <laughs> what, do you, you, what do you guys think? What do you guys? Think? <laughs> when you express your desire, why, why don't you give me an over? <laughs> I'm going to guess it was a little bit of a of a, uh, of a uh, conflict. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little one. But but what wouldn't it be? And listen, I don't mean I don't think that you would probably be this way in your family. But it could be a little bit of an internal sweet revenge if. And ultimately, it looks like you're on this trajectory. Will end up earning far more than they will in their various vocations. Oh, uh, I mean, it's not. You know what? It's not like it's that. completely They're about that. that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> what I was going to ask is, to, is I'm not trying to do the Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech with my family. Ah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're they're proud and they're they're, they're really happy and, and they genuinely just look. You know, as a child of immigrants, they just wanted me to be okay, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, All right. Hey, you're you're like you're. I remember my dad telling me, he goes, "You're capable. You don't need to perform at two a.m. in a bar." And I'm like, "I, I, I hear you." <laughs> yeah. So he was he look as as he would want. He wants only the best for you, and that's why he was expressing that. But uh, you had your dream. But again, you I mean, you have incredibly um, you know scholarly people in the family. I had to imagine that was when you when you first stated your your desire that had to be uh, that had to be a little tumultuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, we, 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 we got through it. All right. All right. Obviously, yeah, it's working out quite nicely. Hey, by the way, uh, Hassan, uh, Marissa, our associate producer here, just handed me a note. And apparently, while you're in town, it's vegan restaurant week in Philadelphia. <laughs> ah. So, are you serious? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Veg- I, by the way, by the way, Philly. Just so you guys know, and this is important for the second show. September 23rd is my birthday. So ah. <laughs> so gifts are welcome. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. What do you need? What do you look you want, like? PlayStation gift cards or? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, look, man. I, I just, I just want, you, I just want people to come out. Man. Just All come right. down. The, the best gift is to sell out that other show. Yeah. All right, and we will, we will do that and remind everybody that it is Sunday on uh, Hassan's birthday. Uh, 10 p.m. is yep. the second show, and you can get the tickets through uh, Kimmel, org. And obviously, you got a you got a ton of fans here, and you love this city. So hopefully, uh, you'll have a good time uh, this weekend, Hassan. So good luck to you. Enjoy. Stop by Wawa. You'll come around, all right? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. Hassan Minaj. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, our secret text word tickets, and we'll do that in a minute. So text word secret to 39333. You have just a few moments. Normally, we do it before we get to... The trash and music news, but we got to do the trash and music news right now. We got to do the lesson question, so we'll hold off and we'll do the secret text word. We're rebels. Yep. Uh, by the way, we're going to give away a pair of tickets in a suite and a parking pass to join Nick and Jackie Bam Bam at the Monster Energy, excuse me, NASCAR right. Cup Series playoff race at uh, Dover National Speedway on October seventh. Yes, it was a chicken wing. <laughs> uh, Sorry, my larynx popped. Let's. Do this uh, question. If you maintain an eating exercise schedule like Mark Wahlberg does, what are weekends for? 215 263 WMMR. 
If you maintain an eating and exercise schedule like Mark Wahlberg does, what are the weekends for? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Let's see if you can get it right. We're going to do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by The Joint Chiropractic in Newtown Square. Join Jackie Bam Bam in full Mummers Ensemble for their grand opening. This Saturday, uh, the licensed chiropractors from the joint are going to be giving away free adjustments plus other great giveaways and prizes. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Dakota Johnson and Coldplay's Chris Martin are rumored to have secretly gotten engaged. Paraphrasing a Coldplay song, Johnson said, All I know is that I love him so much that it hurts. While he said of her, she gives me 50 shades of boner. <laughs> oh, my God. Julie Chen formally announcing she's leaving the talk in a pre-recorded video Tuesday. Chen said that right now she needs to be home with her son and the, quote, thing that now looks like Les Moonbez, but has had its penis ripped off with a claw hammer. <laughs> and finally, Katie Holmes reportedly taking a dig at ex-husband Tom Cruise by producing a movie that celebrates psychiatry which runs contrary to the tenets of Scientology. Holmes is denying that the movie is a salvo against her ex and says she can't wait to get started on Tom Cruise and Scientology can suck my ass. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if you do indeed know the answer to this question to maintain, if you maintain an eating and exercise schedule like Mark Wahlberg does. What are the weekends for? And I will go to Russ for the answer. Russ? Snarf, snarf. Snarf, snarf. Russ, do me a favor and tell me what the weekends are for. For pooping. Pooping. Yes. He's correct. Hey, y'all, buddy. Set you up, man. We have a pair of tickets in a suite and a parking pass. Join Jackie Bam Bam and Nick McElwain in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race. Dover International Speedway on October 7th. NASCAR returns it over October 5th through the 7th. Tickets start at 50 bucks, and kids' tickets are just $10. You can get yours at DoverSpeedway.com. Kathy. Yes, sir. Give me a number caller for a secret text word, please. 22. All right, 22. 22 at 215-263-WMMR. You will get those Hassan Minaj tickets if you know the secret text words. So caller number 22, and then we will uh, grab a random texter as well. In the meantime, we're going to do music news. No. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Our music news this morning is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Uh, Their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best. Info at salusuhealth.com slash PEI. We'll start with Stone Temple Pilots. And a story that we had touched on a little while back, and now there's a response. Guitarist Dean DeLeo has denied claims by his estranged wife that he was ever abusive to her. Uh, DeLeo pushed back against the accusations leveled by Jen DeLeo in newly filed court documents. Mm. Among the claims that Jen made when she first uh, filed for divorce last June was that that he allegedly admitted to adultery and made violent threats to her in front of the couple's six-year-old daughter, June. Jen also claims that Dean began abusing drugs and alcohol shortly after she gave birth to June in 2012 and once took the child into the ocean where she nearly drowned while he was, quote, completely inebriated. Jen also claimed that Dean physically assaulted her after he came into their garage after a night of binge drinking, nearly killing her. 
Uh, she also claimed that he has attempted to strangle her multiple times over the course of their relationship. And he's categorically denying all of this. In his new filing, Dean stated that Jen's cheating allegations are false and insisted that he has been clean and sober from drugs and alcohol since 2013. He also insisted that the story about taking the child into the ocean while drunk was a lie. Uh, he attached declarations from his teenage son, ex-wife, and current girlfriend, all of whom vouch for him as a father who has a strong bond with his children. Now, mm. on a side note, one thing that Dean claims in his new filing is that when he first met Jen, she, Jen, she used to tell him that her her husband at the time was mean and physically abusive. And Dean now says that he had a chance to meet Jen's ex and get to know him and says that he is a gentleman and not the violent man Jen portrayed him as. Do you know who it is? No. Louis Anderson. Whoa, I didn't know I mean, that. Could there be a gay. nicer guy? Yeah. yeah. Dean alleges that Jen is now attempting to do the exact same thing to him. So It seems, uh, listen, you can never fully know. Obviously, it's their world, but it, uh, it certainly... Um, doesn't seem as uh, black and white as it might have before. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see what happens in the courts yes. uh, with all of that. Lincoln Park vocalist Mike Shinoda has reportedly been sending random pieces of ripped paper to fans in the mail. Awesome! Shinoda recently <laughs> tweeted that he wanted 50 fans to send him their home addresses. It was unknown at the time what his intentions were. But fans are speculating <clears throat> excuse me, that pieces went to one person from all 50 states. Reddit users have begun compiling the pieces into an image which seems to point towards some sort of tour with alternative hip-hop artist Kay Flay, who also appears on one of Shinoda's new songs called Make It Up As I Go. Uh, it was recently announced that the Linkin Park member would headline the 2018 Monsters Outbreak Tour, which kicks off on October 10th in Montreal. Shinoda will be out in support of his recently released solo album, Post Traumatic. So he was sending these little pieces of paper to, he was sending them? Yeah, he was sending them, and okay. then it makes a puzzle. Oh. And then they put it together, and they're going to try and figure out what it, what it says. I got you. <laughs> it's All actually right. pretty clever. It is, but I was just in my mind's eye imagining just a white piece of paper that had been ripped into 50 pieces. <laughs> no, it's like a post This okay. is the worst puzzle ever. <laughs> Breaking Benjamin has reached the top of the rock radio charts for the ninth time in its career with Torn in Two, the latest single from the Van Six studio album member. Uh, the track is also the second consecutive singer, single from the LP to hit number one following Red Cold River earlier this year. Uh, they That's pretty amazing. recently wrapped the summer portion of their North American uh, outdoor amphitheater tour with co-headliners Five Finger Death Punch. Bob Seger has just announced that his upcoming dates will constitute the beginning of his and the Silver Bullet Band's farewell tour. Ah, Bob Seger's great. He absolutely. Man, that guy's a great songwriter. Not just a performer, but the songs lyrically that he's written are they're fantastic. Night Moves and Main Street. Yeah. Two of my favorite songs of all time. We've got tonight. Yeah. We've got I mean, tonight. Nick's up. favorite frat party song. Party <laughs> anthem. Party on. And um you know what I like the uh, the album that had um American Storm and like a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Great great song is great even, stuff. even want now. Some spritzers. <laughs> Still here we are. And he, uh, what has he been married, 58 times or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Has he? <laughs> yes, yeah. I didn't know he's been through a bunch of He's a bit of, of a character. And the, the word, the story is, is that in the movie The Mask, the, the, the kid Rocky Dennison was supposedly a big Bruce Springsteen fan, but they couldn't get rights to the music, so they used Bob Seger songs oh. instead. Okay. Because you know, that's... I guess the Mask so. was with Jim Carrey, but Mask... Yes. Mask, yes, that's was, right, yeah, was, yeah. Uh, 
Eric Stoltz. Pretty much the same story, but... Yeah. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. Weird faces. Uh, what's what's the uh, details on the tour? Seeger has a string of shows booked for later this year to make up for the concerts postponed after he was forced off the road for back surgery, but uh, the Rock and Roll and Songwriter Hall of Famer uh, decided to tag on more shows and wind his 50-plus stage career uh, down, and the Travel Man tour kicks off November 21st in Grand Rapids. I looked at the current release dates. I didn't see anything in directly in our region. So okay. I don't know if Bob was, you know, it might be one of those areas that he doesn't. He's, he's definitely a Midwest. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's a Michigan, Missouri, Oklahoma. Italy. Italy. No, no. He, he does really, really well in the heartland. He does. Uh, but uh, hopefully he'll come out this way because I, I would go to that show. Right, he like says, I, it's just a, it's a string of hit records. Absolutely. You know, I, I believe... said you better see. His, uh, he said the farewell tour will not go on for longer than ten years. <laughs> well, yeah, and I believe he's playing Spring Break. I think MTV's bringing that back, and he's gonna <laughs> really. Yes, Panama City. Yeah. <laughs> come on, everybody. Nick will be all weepy. <laughs> oh, the memories. I know you're playing. For those who don't realize, Nick at a uh, frat party one night decided that it was. <laughs> In the middle of a raucous frat drinking party, decided that this would be the song not to only, bring everybody together to sing. And yeah, not yeah. only was it uh, at a frat party, I'm. It was with like the most hardcore brothers in the fraternity. Like uh, these yeah. dudes were into like Pantera. Why didn't you put on Luca? It was so pathetic. What and, did they uh, do when you when it came uh, on? They all pointed and laughed. You know, it, like and then it became a running joke in yeah. the fraternity, just like it's become a running joke here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, but, I'm uh, sorry, I'll play a different song. This is for uh, for Matt Chartrand and Bud Shank and Brick. <laughs> Brick. Yeah. Wait a minute. So uh, how, Tony Diggin. How how many? How long into the song before it was shut down, or did you let the whole song play? That's a good question. I don't know. It pro- it happened at like twelve thirty one in the morning, so it was you know it was not even like a prime the, party time. Yeah, we it was were... when someone realized it, like as yeah. the mood what, started. What is this? What, what are we listening yeah. to? Yeah, I've had that happen where you're like you know halfway through. So what? What, what is, is what this? Someone changed this. Who <laughs> <laughs> let Nick have the CDs? Uh, one last story. Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, uh, in a new interview, said that there are vast amounts of previously unreleased music from the band in archives that he's uh, excited to finally release thanks to the strength of both vinyl and digital music sales. He said, we're going to just start unloading the archives. And we have archives for decades. Asked about the extent of the archive, he said, you can't even imagine. And drummer Jimmy Chamberlain added that there were hundreds of songs all in a finished state. I mean, ready to go. Hundreds of songs? He said we could literally never record another song and have a release every two months for the next 20 years. Easy. said there's alternate versions, there's live versions, there's acoustic versions. So maybe it's some of the songs you know. Okay, but, it's but one also, song, a hundred different versions. Also original versions as well. So uh, we're going to actually Uh-oh. kill people with content. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Special guest. I think you know what that music means. Bill Weston, Man About Town, is in the studio. I have an addendum. Yes. A codicil. An extra element to the music okay. news. Yes. Thank you, James Lipton. A strange story just happened like in the last day. Uh, Neil Young dropped a concert in on the Tower Theater. Did you hear about it? No. We There were rumors, and it's a fact. It is a fact. He uh, Sometimes in the business, there's like what's called a four-wall rental, where an yes. artist will come in, and outside of the traditional promotional machinery, will just rent a place kind of like that. So, yeah, Neil Young's playing on the Tower. And, we have a date? Uh, uh there's there is a date, but I don't you, have it. You're not at the. Oh, okay. okay, all right. But if you rock a wiki, <laughs> uh, here's another here's another frat party song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pop yep. that on. What's out the Zima? Uh, <laughs> uh, tickets went on sale like uh, a day ago, which you would think Neil Young at the Tower would sell out in a second. Yeah, but nobody knows about it. 
because they didn't advertise or whatever. So if you're a Neil Young fan. So it's is it two nights, Bill? Is it the, I'm looking at the September thirtieth yeah. and October first. Uh and oh. um will it be he's done tours in the past where it's been uh, like a, a a particular show, like he did that Greendale tour. You Ooh, that? that was a stinker. Right. So Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that in New York. It wasn't bad, but it was but I knew what I was getting into. I don't have a whole lot of details, but I thought okay. if you're a Neil Young fan, you should, you know, check it out because I think tickets are still available. All right, so it's a concert. It's okay. not him in Starlight Express. Yeah, it's, it's a Monday. Maybe we could have him in the studio. I think he played crack shot or something like that. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to get shot in the ass. Well, now he's uh, Daryl Hannah, right? Yeah, That's his uh, his squeeze. Did they get married? I think they're... Um, I don't know if they got, if they got married. They might have gotten married. Pierre knows a lot about Neil Young. I, yeah. His wife, Peggy, was like, they were married for like 30, 40 years or something. Pierre's wife. That's what it sounded like. I didn't know Pierre's wife was named Peggy. That's why I leave it to the professionals. But wanted to add that to music news. Oh, thank you. uh, That's uh, that's a wonderful uh, tidbit of information. Oh, thank you. Looks like Neil Young, uh, the 30th and the 1st, 30th of this month. Just out of the blue. Uh, Into the black. Yes. Nice. Thank you. You pay for this. They give you that. All right, so... Uh, that's all that I have in music news for you this morning. He looks uh, like a panhandler. We are looking for caller number 22 for our secret text word, and that happens to be Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Uh, Dennis, do you indeed know the secret text word? I do. It's corkscrew. You got it. <laughs> Hang on a second, Dennis. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, oh, Stanley. It's this one. This never stops. Uh, we're going to give him uh, tickets to see Hassan Minaj at the Miriam Theater on Sunday at 10 p.m. Uh, the 7 p.m. show is sold out. You can get tickets at the for the 10 p.m. show at Ticketmaster.com. And we're also... No, it never ends. And we're also going to give away uh, tickets to Jim Reardon, who is a random texter. And uh, Jim is from Willow Grove. So, Jim, you also get tickets. And uh, once again, tickets for the 10 p.m. show to see Hassan Minaj are available at Ticketmaster.com. So, uh, congratulations to everybody on board. I'm talking this up until it ends, by the way. So, we have some resolution at the uh, very end of this. And I think it will end right here. Yeah. Yeah. God. Why wasn't that? <laughs> why wasn't that in the list of iconic? Uh, it should have been television yeah. songs. That yeah, television theme songs. Yeah. That is one of the greats. Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to take a break. Was that you, Bill? <laughs> You're Bill. <laughs> Bill singing in the background. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Hers and hers and his. <laughs> We should right. have Bill sing theme songs. We, we should do something. Absolutely. With, with Bill. Great idea. All right. <laughs> we, <laughs> we'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Become an MMR VIP. Get early access to concert pre-sales, special deals, and VIP-only contests. You'll get our newsletter about twice a month, most of which you'll find worthwhile. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Wow. We've gone uh-huh. uh, deep into the program. What? Wow. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you dropped something. I did, actually, but that's not why I was laughing. Okay, gotcha. Saw him out of the corner of my eye. Something (laughs) fall down. I'm like, what? Uh, It is uh, getting near wrap-up time, as you can probably tell. 
It's, it's sort of weird. We had a busy day yesterday. Yeah. We were rushing around, but it's all good. And But I do feel a little tired today. Mm, happy. Well, Wednesday, man. So uh, we, I think oh. we, we have a sweat lodge that we keep in our office. I think we're both going to go into it. Hey, I got to uh, thank a bunch of people. And uh, I'm going to start with the food we got today. Saloon 151 came by. Uh, and the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour is taking over a different neighborhood bar every Thursday night this football season. Uh, WMMR.com slash Philly Philly to learn when the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour is coming to your neighborhood, and I'll just say Philly Philly again. Philly, why not? Philly, Philly, Philly. Uh, but Nick will be at uh, Saloon 151 uh, tomorrow night from 7 to 9, chance to win Eagles tickets and some autographed merchandise. And you got to try their their wings. were fantastic. They're, uh, they're smoked wings. And you had the pumpkin mousse cannolis. You guys said those I did right? have one, well, they and have they were delicious. And they had the blackened scallop smoked beet and sweet potato salad, which is wonderful. So it was really good food. So thank you, those guys, for coming by. Tom Segura. Yeah. Uh, looking to sell out the fourth show at the Miriam Theater and uh, KimmelCenter.org for the tickets. And also Hassan Minaj, who we just had on. He's a great guy. Uh, he added a second show at the Miriam Theater as well. And this is Sunday, 10 o'clock, KimmelCenter.org. You can get those tickets. Thanks to all the ladies that were on our hottie cam this morning. That yes. Came by too. So uh, we had uh, Gabrielle, Dominique, Morgan, Alexa, Alexandra, and Maggie, and Sam, who wasn't on the cam, but she stopped by too. Uh, so thank you, gals, for being here. And uh, yesterday we were live at City Hall with Pierre Robert, who's here. Good day. How you doing, man? Good. Had a cool experience yesterday? It was really neat. Um, the uh, room, the mayor's reception room, is is quite ornate. Uh, and um, it, it's part of the older, well, the whole building is old. But, I mean, some of it was updated in the 50s not so nicely with drop ceilings and stuff like that. But this part is really beautifully um, original to the structure of the of the room and of the building and it's gigantic it, we i think we were there Preston. that's the room we were in for the camp out for hunger when that was recognized oh quite wow. possibly yeah yeah that was it was it's a beautiful room yeah i hold in my hand the proclamation ah. official proclamation wow. that uh councilman david o read yesterday and uh thank you for allowing us to take the last portion of your show to do that sure. but uh it was cool you know and then i mean we had the, the big wigs come in bruce beasley coming in from uh, the the head of the company, and um, of course uh, Joe Bell and Bill Weston, and our sales staff Paul and uh, Bill Burns and Jim Antes, and everybody Cal- did a good job. Yeah, it was fun. Was yeah. Calper there? Uh, Matt, Matt. He was introduced not able the Calper resolution, uh, but he uh, he well, he was sick. That's he why was he sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was. Sorry, I can't be there because I'm sick. But <laughs> 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 as Sam Adams said. And Eric Simon was there, and Paul. Uh, it was cool, though. And actually, our feed was very good. We had a really solid uh, yeah. video feed. Yeah, Sounded it was great. cool. You know, and the, the uh, Councilman O um, did the whole thing. And he's got a show. I think it's called um, Down Keeping with Keeping Up o. with the Kardashians. <laughs> uh, I, Down with O? No, it's, he's got a show, and it's on one of our sister stations in the Beasley Group now. Is that right? Yeah, WWDB, which used to be on FM, is now on AM. So it's a public affair, is that probably? Yeah, and he has Councilman O has a show. Uh, from two to three on Tuesdays, um, and I, I'll get more. I wrote it down anyway. But he was very nice, and the proclamation was great, and it was just really cool. So uh, that was a fun way to start things, and then Excellent. that kicks us into uh, into alumni week here yeah. for the fiftieth anniversary. You got a co-host today, huh? I have a co-host of co-hosts. I have a co-host. Uh, DeBell used to call him the Planet of Tearson, <laughs> and uh, Michael Tearson will be joining me. And wow. Then, and uh, we will have, um, I don't know where we'll sail, but When's we'll he sail. coming by? 
noon. Okay. So each day this week uh, at noon, I will have a different co-host. Tomorrow cool. it'll be John Bella um, <clears throat> at noon, and then at um, on Friday it'll be Earl Bailey. So it'll be very fun. Nice, man. And Saturday it. is the uh, little shindig. The reunion. Yeah. Well, and all on the air on this weekend, we'll be having uh, all uh, alumni weekend. So you'll be hearing voices from the past who will be coming on at different spots during the weekend on the air. So that'll be fun. It's an amazing thing to have a connection to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most stations wouldn't, you know, like that, uh, you know, like that kink song around the dial. One of our DJs is missing. Usually, once they're gone, they're they're under the rug and never spoken of again. Right. And um, in this particular case, you know, well, we're a station that's not uh, um, afraid to welcome back our staff from the past. Now, Earl's on Friday, you said? Yeah. I love Earl. Earl's voice alone, yeah. I mean, uh, is amazing. So, we're going to have fun. Cool. Uh, we do have to get a letter from you. Yes. We're two in, so here comes number three. <laughs> right after... Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, this morning, the Preston and Steve radio program is brought to you today by the letter... You as in Ultraman. All right, we have a four-pack of pit tickets for Rock Allegiance Saturday, October 6th at BB&T Pavilion and Wiggins Waterfront Park. And uh, you get to introduce Skillet and Bed- Badflower with Brent Porsche up on the main stage. There's three stages, 20-plus bands. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com, including the $19.33 lawn ticket special, which is available through this Sunday. No password required. So we give that away on Friday. Should be pretty cool. Uh, What's up on uh, the program today, Pierre? Well, I'll have a pair of tickets for that to give away. Uh, Also, not the grand prize that you have, but a regular pair of tickets for Rock Allegiance. Um, And I will, excuse me, at 11 a.m., It'll I've been having back. the same thing all day. Come around. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It'll come back. At 11 a.m., another bird word, or uh, what are we calling it? Birthday bucks. Birthday <laughs> bucks. Um, uh, another chance at 1000 bucks with the Ultra Contest. What uh-huh. is it called? The Ultra Contest. The Ultra Contest. Yes. Yeah. Featuring birthday bucks. Yeah, the Ultra Contest, and we'll have a word and uh, a different way of going about it, which is different than it has been in the past. So if I haven't confused you enough already, stay tuned. <laughs> Dude, it's actually easier. Done. Easier than it's ever been. We'll you say think? that with okay. the app. It's Good. unbelievably easy. All right. And as a point of further clarity, uh, I just found out the Neil Young tickets uh, can be found at neilyoungarchives.com. Neilyoungarchives.com. King Kong. It's a new meditation site. Calm. Calm. Neil Young King Kong. <laughs> Neilyoungarchives.com. And you go to the news page. You will be there, obviously. Yes. Yes. That's oh, very cool. And, and uh, then he just out of the blue did this. Actually, just talked to him, and he does want to come in and ha- uh, get crack shotted. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah. great. Yeah. Will he bring Daryl Hannah with him? Uh, yeah, and they did get married, by they the way. They did got married, okay. They did got married. <laughs> they, they did, did got, got married. married. Yoo-hoo. I do got me a show <laughs> we to do, go. too. We We're go. off to a flying start, Presbo. <laughs> we got cool. We, we got cool. cool. I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And the President Steve Show runs on Dunkin', also brought to you by Acme, the official supermarket of the President and Steve Show. And brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the 2070 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Tomorrow's program will include comedian Lavelle Crawford in studio and our friend Alexis Texas, adult film star, is stopping by tomorrow, too. So we'll have those things and more. That's it. We're done. So you rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Good morning. Just wanted to congratulate my ex who got married this weekend. Wish you two 
to a happy life. And if you could stop calling me at 2.30 in the morning, that'd be great. Congratulations again. Next message. September month. We destined like became a brand new day. Two lovers playing dreams in some romantic place. September month is going to make me feel this way. Next message. I definitely need Jerkman's comp for calling my boss fat on Preston and Steve. It was worth it. Because, Matt, you're still a the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.